Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. Today, we are joined by Olive. Well, hello. Olive is a bipedal crocodile. She has a Jedi-style white robe and baggy brown pants, and she has no weapons because she's completely unarmed as a level 6 monk. Aaron. Hi. Aaron is a short blue triton uh, with uh, flowing blue hair, uh, some golden chains stretched across his chest, and a little kilt-type thing made out of swaths of ocean-colored silk. Uh, he looks very nice and innocent until he smiles and reveals the piranha teeth. He is a level six bard. And Zelik. Howdy, y'all. My name's Zelik. You're, uh... Homegrown bounty hunter. He's a tall, pale man in a black leather duster and a trusty old Stetson hat. And I am your GM today. I also play Rolo Specklebottom for the Fire Breathing Kittens. That sounds adorable. He's great. Um, all right. You are all in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The guild is a large building with a bar, a sitting area with wooden chairs and tables, and a wall with a corkboard and job flyers posted. So, you are all sitting and drinking in the guild hall, as you do. As we do, yes. As you are sitting and drinking, a flash of lightning suddenly appears in the room, illuminating it to an incredibly bright point where you are... You hear the sound of thunder come, and all of a sudden, there you see before you where the lightning was. There's a scorch mark on the floor. It smells a bit of ozone, and you see a wizened old man uh, in a purple robe with gold filigree on the outside uh, that has in runes. He's wearing plaid house slippers, and he has a thin gray man bun. He's facing away from you, and as he as he comes in on the lightning, he spreads his arms, and he sort of looks around, confused for a moment, and he then he looks behind him, and sort of grumbles to himself, and then you see the lightning come in, boom, again, and he's gone. And then just in one second, boom, the lightning comes back, and he's now exactly where he was, except facing the other direction and facing you guys at the table. He shakes himself off and winks at you, and he says, Travel by lightning is always invigorating, yes? Now, who have we here? Yeah, Adventurers 3, just as I have foreseen. Quickly, quickly, my young friends, the enemy moves against us. Yes. Oh my god, you guys, this is a wizard. (laughs) Like, not like a normal wizard, but like a wizard wizard. (laughs) Ah, yes, my young friend, you have guessed correctly. Behold, I know that I am master of lightning, the holder of the immortal chalice of Terek, and the eternal servant of the weave. I am Dave. You've probably heard of me. (laughs) All the time. Oh, my God. So glad to meet you. Their pleasure is mine, young bard. Uh, uh, what, what, what you doing here? Zelik so just starts downing his ale. My adventurers, I see, uh, 
Excellent that you are here today, uh, for I am in need of your assistance to retrieve a magical object that has been lost to time. Okay, yep. Zelik holds up one finger as he's talking and continues drinking his ale. Ah, yes, I see you are quite thirsty, my my friend. Aaron gestures at the mug and the ale sloshes onto his face. <gasps> that was quite rude. Yes, I'm known for that. Anyways, go on. Oh, Olive goes and gets a napkin and glares at Aaron. Because <laughs> she knows you can manipulate alcohol. You've, you've given her a sphere of beer before. Ah. Or no, whiskey. Hawthorne whiskey. Zelik will remember that. Uh-oh. I'll give you other things to remember. Moving on. Ah, do you, I, I wish your assistance are... And you are, am I correct, adventurers? Yes. Do you hire yourselves out? When there's treasure involved, yes. Ah, I men pay you handsomely if you could retrieve the glyphed bowl of Crisperon for me from an ancient temple. It is an ancient... Crisperon? And powerful, yes. Have you heard of it? The glyphed bowl of Crisperon? It sounds like what I put lettuce in, but okay. Keep going. It is an ancient and powerful relic. A magical artifact that must be retrieved before my rivals can acquire it. Alas, I am too old to delve the darkness of a dungeon deep. You will fetch the bowl for me as I have seen it like this. If it were to fall into the wrong hands, it could unravel the very fabric of existence. So please, help me. Quest for me. <laughs> Olive looks at her friends, Aaron and Zelik. Zelik is coughing up the remains of his beer because Aaron just punked him. And she has doubts that this is going to work out very well, but she says to Dave, Dave, the the master of the Chalice of Tarek. <laughs> it was master of lightning, holder of the immortal Chalice of Tarek, and the eternal servant of the Weave, Dave. Oh, no. You may call okay. me Dave. <laughs> I'm just going to stick to Dave. I can't get the rest of your name. <laughs> That's fine. Those are titles. And I'm sure you have many names that are not yet known. I think I'm going to call him Bolt Daddy. <laughs> okay. I am a wise and mysterious old man. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, you're a Bolt Daddy. We get it. Yeah. And I say to you, yes, we can do this quest for you. We are fire-breathing kittens. Ah, there will be a large bag of gold in it for you and all the treasure you may acquire in the dungeon. How, however, you must bring the bowl to me. I will provide transport to the dungeon and a way home. Here, take this. And he hands you a potion bottle. It's filled with a silvery liquid that sort of has swirls in it, and and you can see sort of a reflection of yourself, and it's shimmering. And he says, when you have the bowl in your possession, throw this to the ground and shout the command word Arden's Fulgur, and you shall be teleported back to this very spot. Olive writes that down in her available for purchase, Fire Breathing Kittens notepad. <laughs> available on redbubble.com. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can create a portal for you that you may cross through to the ruins of the temple where the artifact is held. 
Have you any questions before you go? Are there any specific uh, challenges or risks we should be aware of that maybe a certain wizard is going to give us some wizardly assistance in surmounting? Ah, well, the temple delectamentum perandium. And if any of you, out of game, if any of you speak Latin and happen to know what those things mean, please, your character does not know what those things mean, okay? Uh, okay. Okay. All right. What was the temple called? Delectamentum prandium. Delectium? Delectamentum prandium. Delectamentium. Close enough. It's the only <laughs> temple that I'm sending you to, so it's fine. You'll probably find it. Ah, yes, th there are dangers that will await you there, for it is a... A temple that was lost to the drow 1,000 years ago. It was destroyed. Uh, a, a temple guardian used his powerful magics to stop the drow and their onslaught of lost children. Uh, but he destroyed himself in the process. And I, as I have spoken before, there are rivals who also seek the glyphed bowl of Crisperon, and should it fall into their hands, it could spell the end of existence as we know it, and an unraveling of our lives. Okay. Are you alive, Zelik? Just curious. Yeah, I'm just listening. <laughs> no, no, like, is your case, Zelik, alive? You're a revenant, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's not a problem. <laughs> it could be okay. the unraveling of your life or unlife, depending. <laughs> I was going to say, no, he's now differently able. Thank you. This does not discriminate against life or unlife, <laughs> or everyone could be affected by the tragedy that would befall us should my rivals acquire the glyphed bowl. Now, Zalik, how sold on you are are you are you on continuing this on life? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still here, so I'm pretty sold on it. If I all wasn't right, all sold, right. I wouldn't be here. That's kind of how the whole revenant thing works. Well, well, we'll do our best to keep you around, keep you kicking. I, I appreciate that. I think he's the only one not in danger from this. Like, like let's say we all take lethal damage. He stands back up. <laughs> You know, well, twenty four hours later, I do. Yeah, but 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 my stuff is in danger. <laughs> okay, well, don't take anything precious with you on this adventure, just in case. Do you mean you're leaving me home? Oh, Olive pats Aaron on his precious little head. <laughs> See, I was about to say, unfortunately, I can't leave myself home. I have to take myself. Oh. You're oh, precious too. Take something precious. Yeah, I pat your cold dead skin. Say, uh, Dave, uh, you wouldn't happen to have a map of this place, would you? A map? No. I, no, alas. Uh, many of the documents I have uh, have been lost over the years. I, I have no map. However, I can tell you that the temple had a, a lower level uh, where the, gl the great... Or the glyph bowl of Crisperon resides in a sanctum. Uh, should you should find uh, a, a doorway of sorts that you could pass through to get into the lower sanctum. Right, right. So you're gonna teleport us there, and then we gotta beat all your uh, enemy guys and get in your Dorito bowl or whatever it's called, and then we <laughs> throw the, the potion on the ground and 
say the command word. Uh, Arden's Folger. Yeah, uh, Folgers or whatever it is. And then we get teleported back here. <laughs> Folgers crystals, yes. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Exactly. That Sounds is, about right. Yes, that is, that is the, the quest as I have described it. And I will pay you handsomely, I say. Okay. Let's do it. I love being paid handsomely. Let's do it. Let's rescue the bowl of lettuce crisping. <laughs> the, the Doritos bowl of lettuce crisping. Yes, yes. I got nothing better to do today. <laughs> Excellent. Ah, and and so you see the wizard and he sort of, he turns and he gestures and chants and creates a sort of round portal of glowing mist in the middle of the fire-breathing kitten's hall. You cannot see through it. You can, you, you can look around it and, and everything else is still there, but you can't see anything through it. And he says, I leave you to your task. And he, you see him, the lightning comes down again and he is teleported away. And then you see the lightning again when he's sitting on a bar stool in the fire-breathing kitten's hall having a drink. <laughs> so he teleported like three feet. Why walk when you can ride the lightning? <laughs> wizards, man. It's always the same thing with these wizards. Mm. I like them. I mean, he's not a bad guy. He just uses magic as a crutch for everything. It's true. Says the dead guy. It's true. You're, you're using magic as a crutch for life. Um. So. Hey, excuse me. I don't use magic as a crutch for life. I run entirely on spite. <laughs> and Folgers. <laughs> Folgers crystals. Dispiritalumerhorn teeth. Alright, so are we just jumping through the portal, y'all? Yeah, let's do it. Aaron doesn't know why he's picking up this country accent. It's infectious. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the funnel of accents spirals around but always swirls down to southern. I cast dispel accent mirroring. <laughs> and Olive jumps Can't through the portal. Fix what ain't broken. <laughs> Aaron jumps through as well. And Zelik Moses on through. All right. As you pass through the mists, you feel your body stretched and pulled in weird different directions, and you come out, spit out on the other side. Unfortunately, the old wizard's portal was not exactly aligned correctly, and you do sort of fall down in a pile on the ground, taking no damage, but uh, feeling quite silly. Uh, I hate magic. <laughs> you... Um, you're in a dense forest covered in a mist. Uh, you can see clearly, but it is slightly obscured by the mist. There uh, is, you seem to be in the midst of some stone ruins. Um, you imagine that this is probably the temple. The floor or the ground has been covered in stone, uh, so, so cobblestone-ish. And there's moss and vines and, and leaves. It's, it's quite old. It's, you imagine that this has been here for, for thousands of years, perhaps. No, no total buildings. Everything is mostly destroyed. There are, you know, you can see where the buildings used to be, some cornerstones, you know, the ruins of an old tower. And you see uh, in the, in the, there's a flat spot with um, three, you know, sort of like three chairs uh, around it. And, and it's mostly obscured by mist, though. At this point, you'd have to move forward and explore. Uh, do you think 
We're supposed something will happen if we sit in those chairs. Hmm. We should find out. Yeah, but first of all, can both of you get off of me? <laughs> Olive is like two hundred and thirty-five pounds of bipedal crocodile, so she gets off. <laughs> I thought you liked me on top of you. Aaron gets off too. <laughs> all right. I will not dignify that with an answer. And don't worry, all of the crush parts will uh, return back to normal in due time. <laughs> she feels self-conscious. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but Olive is a little fat. A little, a little fat. She's a fat crocodile. That's why she became a monk to try to lose weight. So um, she, she gets off you and, and like feels sheepish. <laughs> ah, she's big boned is all. <laughs> yeah. And she's lost five pounds. She's level six. <laughs> think she ate a lot of big bones <laughs> all right let's go sit in the chairs okay um so as a monk olive moves the fastest and will probably set off the traps i have a speed of 45 feet so i'd like to be the one to like i'm not metagaming she genuinely moves the fastest mm -hmm. but like from a metagaming perspective can i take the damage as i go towards the, th the thrones well, you have also have the best decks, so you'll probably be able to avoid the damage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. As you approach the the area, um, you you see that there are the chairs are not empty. There are three skeletons in the chairs. Um, so three skeletons sit upon thrones facing the center of this circle. Gemstones rest in their empty eye sockets, and before them are three small wooden chests on raised pedestals. The corpse of an unfortunate adventurer lies crumpled on the ground in the center of the circle. Several arrows protrude from the body. Skeletons silently watch as events unfold before them, waiting to judge the actions of those who dare enter. Well, that escalated quickly. In front of each of the skeletons is a a box, a chest, and on a small pedestal. Is it possible to tell which directions the arrows came from? Uh, no, the body is mostly skeleton at this point, so the arrows have sort of fallen to the ground. Hmm. Hmm. Can Olive look around to see if there are holes in the walls? Um, there aren't no walls per se around this area. Um, so, um, you, you can make a, make a, um, perception check or an investigation check. Okay. Oh, when the 17 rolls over to the three, oh, uh, that's a nine. <laughs> um, so you, you do not notice anything uh, around the area. However, you do see in the, in the hand of the skeleton is a a strange object. It's a handled object with a, a circle on the end of it and a piece of glass in it. Okay. I put out my arms horizontally, stopping my friends from moving forward as they run into my arms. And I back us all back because I was moving at 45 feet per round. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and I move us back. I point out everything I've seen, including the mirror on a stick, basically and the three chests, and the person who's dead from arrows, and I can't tell where the arrows came from, and I tell you guys all about that, and I'm like, how should we figure out where these arrows came from, guys? Uh, well, there ain't a chance one of these things might be some kind of key, Zelik says as he rubs his neck after being clotheslined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it might be that mirror on a stick. Uh, we could always see if we set off the arrows by... 
activating it from afar, I can just use a water orb to, you know, try to pluck out some of those gems or open a chest and just see what happens from over here. That's a great idea. You may. Let's go for it. All right. So shape water is Aaron's major ability that he uses most of the time. Mm -hmm. And he uses it a little bit like mage hand to manipulate things with like a watery hand. So he's going to open the pouch at his side and release a trickle of water and then send it off towards these thrones. And the first thing he's going to try to do is tip up the top of one of the chests. That's a good way to trigger it. Yeah. Yes. As you send your glob of water forth, it goes right through into the into the area. There's no issue. And as it attack, touches the the chest and tries to open one of the chests, it is unable to open the chest. Okay, they must be locked. Can I then have the trail of water go and wrap itself around one of the gemstone eyeballs and try to pull it out? You, you may. However, the gemstone eyeball is affixed quite firmly to the skeleton and it is immovable. Mm. All right, then I am going to use the water to pluck the tool from the skeleton's hand and bring it back to my group. All right. You are able to bring that back. And if you would like to make a an intelligence check, you can see if you can figure out what that is. Straight intelligence? Um, make an investigation or survival check. Can I assist him with that? You may. I'm sorry, in, in Arcana or History. I'm sorry, I read the wrong section. Oh, I have a plus four in History. Okay. And I have proficiency in history, so you can get advantage on it. Well, I already rolled a 17, but let me just roll that again. You may get a 20. 17, you are fine. You know. Yeah, 21. All right, so you examine the object, and it is a silver filigreed magnifying glass. And you can feel the power of magic going through it. However, it is damaged. It is a magnifying glass of x-ray vision and is damaged and will give uh, perhaps one more use before the glass breaks it is cracked and it will render the device useless when the the glass completely breaks do i have mending i do have mending can i use the mending cantrip on it does mending work on magical items i am not sure let me look the spell repairs a single break or tear in an object you touch as a broken chain link, two halves of a broken key, torn cloak, or leaking wineskin. As long as it's no, no bigger than one foot in any dimension, you mend it, leaving no trace of former damage. Uh, oh, can physically repair a magic item or construct, but cannot restore magic to such an object. So okay. I'm not sure if that fixes this or not. Yeah, you could, you could mend the device itself, but it will still uh, only have perhaps one use left in its uh, magical charge. Okay. Mm, I'm not sure how best to utilize this then. What you got? Oh, sorry, guys. I got a magnifying glass of x-ray vision. It was a little broken, so I mended it, but it's still... I, 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 I think it's going to crap out after probably one use here. Oh, I see. Zelik, have you ever encountered anything like this before with x-ray vision? Not in these parts, I haven't, but uh, it's usually ended pretty bad. Should probably hang on to it for as long as possible. Don't want to, you know, unload it too early when we might need it later. So I'll let you use your best judgment on it. I'm uh, 
not too good with the magic stuff. All right. I'm a lot better with the shooting stuff. I'm with you. Let's hold. <laughs> Wait, why am I do? You wanna you wanna be a little sharpshooter over here? Let's see if you can shoot open these chests. Oh gosh, just like attack right. them open. <laughs> it looks like they're locked. I tried to open them. Open I, them. You, you can you can attempt. You 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 can certainly try. Just <laughs> shoot the lock. I kind of love playing with such a ranged person because as a monk, that is my greatest weakness. So that's awesome. 19 to hit. Okay, you hit it. However, it has, it, you see no appreciable damage and suspect that perhaps the treasure chest is magical in some way. Protected. And that shot making quite a large noise throughout the... Because you are a gunslinger, so you did shoot a weapon there. Uh, not something like an arrow. So that does draw some attention. And you hear a rustling in the leaves uh, around the other side of um, a, a wall. And you hear some, some talking. Oh. In common. Oh, you guys, let's hide and see if they'll set off the traps for us. Yeah. I'm a crocodile. Can I climb a tree? Um, you can if you make an athletics check. All right, let's see how good this goes. Should be pretty good. You're a monk. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> athletics uses the strength skill. You do not climb the tree. You you hug the oh. you hug the tree. You hug it so <laughs> nice. Awkward scrabbling with my claws. Yeah, your legs are far too short to climb a tree. <laughs> uh, can I? attempt to stealth into the uh, fog and or bushes if there are any around you you may hide yes and as as you uh are doing uh aaron i am going to do an acrobatics <laughs> to vault up into the trees <laughs> and monkey swing <laughs> to where i can hear this conversation okay uh i got let's do that with 12. a dc yeah okay i was gonna say let's do that with a dc 15 if we're monkey swinging yeah, uh, no, I got, I got a, I rolled a twelve, and then I have a plus eight to that skill. Okay, so you are you are swinging like a monkey. There are no bananas. You are disappointed. So uh, you were um, up in the tree uh, where Zelik is hiding in the fog by standing sideways, completely visible, and tapping into my inner bush. Yes, and Olive is <laughs> hugging a tree and and like kind of like you can't see me. Um, and out from around the corner comes uh, a man dressed in a black robe. It's sort of ratty and, and nasty. And he has long, black, scraggly hair. And he says, Barry, Barry, come to me. Come to us. Come. I, I hear the visitors are here. They're here. As he motions, he, two skeletons uh, follow behind him. I else follow this guy, do what he says. <sighs> Carrying his stuff. What do you think about that, Barry? Right. And so the two skeletons come across, and the the first gentleman in the robe says, <laughs> "I I see we have visited. Uh, I am black, black as us. Who who are you? I'm sorry. Who does he actually see? He's he. So he sees." Uh, uh, Olive, and he sees Zelik, uh, just sort of n- not hiding. <laughs> You're in the tree, so he has he has not seen you yet. You don't see anybody. I am a bush. <laughs> mm, bush. I I am. We are black. Hello, bush. 
I'm sorry. Did you say book? You got a little phlegm in your throat there. Can you? Can you one one more time. Give me a real name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's Swedish. <laughs> Olive. Olive read Skullduggery Pleasant books as a child, so she wants to make friends with all the undead around her. She, <laughs> she, um, she says, Black, I'm Olive, and my revenant friend here is Zelik. How would you yeah. say that? Greetings. Because maybe if you're both undead, you'll get along? I don't know. Sold me out. We are not undead. No, no, we are alive, living creatures. <laughs> Yeah, he's just Not- got some skeleton boys with him. Yeah, they're friends. Friends carry luggage. Please, please meet Larry and Barry, my skeleton. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was talking to a skeleton. Whoops. Okay. No. All right. My bad. My bad. So, did they walk across the like throne area? Yeah, they walked through the throne area to get to you, and there were no ill effects uh, that you could discern. Huh. I think maybe seek? we were overthinking it a bit. Do you do you seek the temple? I seek too. <laughs> All right, so Larry, Moe, and Curly here are seeking the Black takes the temple. Yeah, I heard you, Curly. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are you thinking, Olive? I guess we might as well partner up with them because we don't know how to get into the temple, and maybe they do. <sighs> yes, only the two of us should partner with them, right? Yes, Zelik and Olive and Black and Larry and Barry, the team of five. Yes, yes, yes. Only yes. five. Only <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, and the great old one who always watches us. Watching, watching. That, that's right, Curly. He's always watching. Always <laughs> watching, right? Sleeping. Such a good observer. Never interferes in a, their followers' daily lives. Unless um, they really have to. <laughs> yes, unless unless we're in danger. So, Black, do you know where the opening is for the temple? I have seen. I have seen the key. I know the door. I have found it. But I cannot unlock the secret of the door. Helps Black. He will help him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure we will. All right. Please don't laugh at my accent. You will make me feel uncomfortable. Oh, oh no, 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 I, no, I, I would never. Uh, I would never. I, uh, um, so where's the key that we can help you out with? The, the key is between, was watched by the three, the three skeletons. They watch, they watch the door. The, they are the key. They are the key. Zelik, what do we do? I don't know. This is a little above my pay grade. I don't deal with this magic stuff. I just I shoot things. Magic? Magic! Mm. Great and powerful magic holds the keys. It will open the door. We must solve the riddle. Should I just shoot him? (laughs) Which direction is facing? My face? Oh, I'm sorry. He is facing... (laughs) A little out of control there. 
Got a little too into character. <laughs> so you guys are currently, let me give you the lay of the land. So you guys are standing maybe 20 feet away from the uh, circle where the, the three uh, skeletons are. He has crossed through that circle over to you guys. You're standing near some trees and some rubble. Uh, you, Aaron, are up in the tree unseen. You have leapt like a, mm-hmm. a million feet into the tree. You're just monkey swinging around there. He is facing the tree that Olive was just previously hugging. And uh, Zelik, you are standing, uh, I assume now, not pretending to be a bush anymore. And are, um, well, Olive used so facing word IRL name, so no, I'm not a bush anymore. What? You, you gave away his real name, so you can't pretend to be a bush or somebody else anymore. So Wait, what? What did I do? Nothing. Nothing. Don't worry about it. So Uh-oh. if... If is facing away from the three statues, looking towards the tree, does that mean that I could monkey swing towards the 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 three thrones and then drop down there unseen while my friends distract him? I don't I don't think you would be able to make that. It's a twenty foot jump, even from the from the branch that you're on. Maybe say it's fifteen, and uh, so jumping is. A, you you could do a standing jump, which would be your strength. Oh no, no, I wasn't gonna jump up toward anything. I'm already up in the trees. I was just gonna like swing along branches like a monkey does until I'm close to the clearing, and then just drop down. Uh, the the clearing has a stone floor, so you're at like the edge of the clearing right now. So in like it, there's no more trees to swing to. You could swing like around it, but you wouldn't be able to get close enough because the stone floor has prevented any major tree growth uh, in the area. I'm alright with going around. All right. So speaking of, I run up to the thrones and I sit my alligator tail down on the middle chair, or try to. <laughs> you sit on the lap of. A skeleton. Absolutely. You notice nothing happened. Okay, but from this perspective, what am I looking at? Like, if if ah, I had okay. gemstone eyeballs and I was... <laughs> so, sitting on the chair, you the, there are three thrones that are equidistant spread around this circle of, of stone. Um, the... You're up, up about three steps, and before you is a pedestal, and on the pedestal is a box, um, a, a magical chest. Are the stones around the circumference of a? Are the thrones around the circumference of a circle, equidistant from a middle point? Yes, though so they are on the outside of the circle, facing in to the center of the circle, and on the center of the circle, and the on the floor is sort of where you found the skeleton originally, the um, the dead skeleton, not the animated skeletons. <laughs> okay, so there's something special about that spot on the floor, and I think if a person's going to dodge arrows, it should be me because I one day, one day I will get to use deflect missiles. One day, so I will go into the middle of the circle. And I will examine the ground. Ah, as you examine the ground, you you do see the um, some the stone is scraped in some areas. There's little stone dust. There's also some moss growing up between. There are some runes on the ground, and the um, corpse is there, or the the skeleton is there. Uh, the magnifying glass has been removed from his hand. Make a an investigation or a survival check for me. That's not one of my better days. That's a nine on the survival. Okay, so you see that he has some 
maps and some a pouch on his belt and some trinkets and things. But that's all. Okay. Because there's stone dust and I'm very wise but very low intelligence. They say that intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit and wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Mm -hmm. I am smart enough to know not to put it in a fruit salad, right? I know that there's a door under here, but I'm not very bright. And so I see the stone marks and I'm like, the way through the floor is to scrape at it. So I'm going to take like uh, low intelligence, high wisdom. I'm going to try to get through that floor with a tool and just scraping at it. And I'm probably going to set off traps. So It'd be worse. Way through the doors to punch it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if I don't see any good tools on this corpse next to me, I'm going to punch it. Yeah. Uh, punch away. There are no, there are seemingly no good tools on, on him. Okay. Better yes. than my crowbar? <laughs> no, not better than the crowbar. He has, uh, if you search him, he has a map. He, or several maps and papers. He has a quill pen and some ink. Uh, he has a book. Um, seems to be maybe relevant to the temple uh, in some, some way. Um, oh, um, I'm going to punch at the floor for a second, but I'm definitely going to be distracted by this book. Like, of course, I'm so excited. I'm going to punch at the floor, but then, then I'll examine this book. So um, I'm going to roll an attack to hit, like, until I hit um, the floor. Yes, you hit the floor. And uh, no traps have gone off, though. You you have not hit a pressure plate, nothing, no arrows. You hear no flip, flip, flip sounds or anything like that. Okay, so given that that failed, and I still want to get through the floor, but I don't know how I open the book, and I say, hey, hey, Black, and Barry, and Larry, and uh, did I say your name was Zelik? I meant it was Zoroaster. Um, <laughs> he just face-palmed. Um, <laughs> so uh, I found this book, and I'm going to... Bring it back to you guys, because... That face palm was in character, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes, the book, the book. Let me see. I side-eye Zoroaster. Should I give him this book? <laughs> that conveys well on the podcast. He just shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, are you asking me, like, flat out right in front of him? Should I give him the book? Oh, no, no, like... Side of my mouth. Like, I've got a big one, too. Like, a big mouth, so there's, like, extra teeth on the side I can talk through. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I mean, we don't have a better option. That's true. I mean, we do, but... He's in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I could be not in a tree. <laughs> At any point. Well, if this guy stabs us in the back, it'll be good that you're up there. Yeah. Alright, I hand the book over to Black. Black takes the book, and he sort of reverently looks at he sniffs it <gasps> ah, yes yes ah, let's and he lays it down on the ground and he sort of opens it up very reverently and he flips to the index and he searches for key yes key, key. page 176 ah, excellent yes yes and so he turns to page 175, as indicated in the index, and sees, and he shows a, it's a, a rendering of the area that you are in, and it has, um, you, you can see in the center, there are some, some runes and some glyphs, and the, it, it appears that there's, that the center of the stone floor uh, in the middle of the, the three thrones 
is in this rendering open and has provided a uh, a way down a a spiral staircase has sort of lowered into the the area uh, can we tell what language the book is written in uh you can make a history check should we all do that uh if you or... if you wish uh you and uh zelik may sorry master so, well thank you pass that point Nine? Eighteen. All of you do not know what this is. Uh, Zelik, you, you, you see that it is, it is an ancient language that is no longer used. You've never seen the script before. Uh, it has, it's, it's very arcane characters that uh, you unfortunately cannot decipher. However, in the detail of the rune, or uh, detail of the, of the rendering, you can see that the only color on the whole page is the eyes of the um, the skeletons in the in the thrones, and you can see that one of the skeletons has green eyes, emeralds. One of them has red eyes, rubies, and one of them has one of each. And are they uh, in a specific order? Uh, the the eyes are in the same order that you see, um, and. In in the picture, you also notice there are uh, make make another investigation check for me, please. Uh, investigation or history? Uh, make a perception check. I'm sorry. Let me let me back up on that one. Okay, hang on. All right, because I actually have a bonus to this one. Uh, I rolled a one on perception. Okay, so you notice absolutely nothing else about the book. Um, Olive. Oh, should I perceive? If you want to, if you, I assume you're looking at the book as well. Black is also looking at the book. Sure, twenty-four. You notice that the pedestals on which the the uh, treasure chests are currently on are in a lowered position and are at the feet of the skeletons instead of sort of maybe three feet off the ground. Those pedestals look like they're lowered, don't they, Zoroaster? Wouldn't they normally be like three feet off the ground? Wait, do they look lower now than they should be? They look lower in the picture. So in the picture, the, they're on the ground. Oh, and in the, in the real life, in the circle, they are uh, maybe knee high of the folks who are the skeletons who are sitting in the throne. Oh, okay. I'm like, hey, this book and this arrangement look different. There, Olive's less dumb <laughs> player dumbness. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, put the arrangement the same way it's in the book. What do you think, Curly? <laughs> I, the chests. The chests. Must, we, we, we must move the chests somehow. Put them with the skeleton that, that matches them, but I don't know how to see in the chests, and I can't open them even with my magics. The great old one has not allowed me to open them. I prefer free movement to using up one-use objects, so can I just, like, shell game the chests around until I get the right combination? You may try, yes, yes, try. I shell game the chests around. I'm like, left one to right, right one to back, back to right. <laughs> okay and three to the three to the three there's 27 possible combinations and i'm like woo, 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 monk fists fast okay right? did i do that right i don't know 
<laughs> no, so as you, you, you lift the chest and you move the chests around, and as you do, uh, when you place the third chest down in front of the third, uh, the third skeleton, you hear a sound come out, and you start to notice a mist creeping out of the mouths of the skeletons, and everyone in the area is making a D- DC-12 constitution save. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> good thing I'm good at those. <laughs> is that Aaron too? He is not in the circle. So he is he is outside the area of effect. <laughs> See, Aaron, you get to revive us later. Should I time. use Gust of Wind to clear away the mist? Well, as I gag and clutch my throat, because I definitely failed that <laughs> Let's see if you can decide. And so you will. Uh, did 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 you make the save, Olive? No, I I failed. I think I made the save. You made the save. You take um you take seven damage, and all of you take fifteen. Oh gosh. Uh, this is a this cloud comes out, and it's uh it's a cloud kill spell that is baked into this area, and. The mist will hang around for several minutes. Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> I'm definitely going to cast Breath of Wind. One of Actually, I don't have to cast it per se. It's one of my racial abilities, one use per, um, per long rest. Mm-hmm. And I am going to generate a, a, a brisk wind that will dissipate that mist. Excellent. The mist swirls and moves as you cast your magics on it and it blows harmlessly away into the forest and you hear like a squirrel like (laughs) (laughs) did that happen the first time i moved chests around that that happened the first time you placed the third chest oh man okay all right so wrong combo yeah and there's 27, did I do the right possible combinations? <laughs> and that took out a third of my hit points. Um, I feel real bad, you guys. <laughs> hmm. It might be time to use the magnifying glass. Yep. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, you might as well. Anything goes wrong, I'll shoot him. <laughs> I think at this point, we need to move forward. So Aaron is going to drop out of the trees and walk forward and just oh my friend Aaron from long ago we meet again oh yeah long time no see what do you guys got going <laughs> on here ah, who, who is this who, who blue skin who, who is this we are Blech hi Blech I'm Aaron Great, greetings greetings this is Larry and Barry my skeletons Zelik just has a look okay. on his face that says, I hate it here. Aww. Okay, we got Bolt Daddy, we got Bone Daddy, let's keep it coming. Um, <laughs> oh, don't talk about me like that. Oh, I don't want to be here, says Larry the Skeleton. And yet you are. You are Larry. Larry, Moe, and Curly. So, I, 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 I take it you're trying to figure out what, what's going on with these chests, right? Yes, and every time we put them in the wrong combination, we nearly choke to death on poison gas. Well, I happen to have this uh, this X-ray vision magnifying glass. You want me to tell you what's in each one of these chests? That'd be great. All right. 
I'm going to back up so that I can get all of the chests in one view. And I am going to activate the magnifying glass if I know how to do that. Um, so having used a magnifying glass before, you are aware that doing that from a distance like that is not how you use a magnifying glass. And therefore, it would not work correctly. It is not a telescope. It is a magnifying glass. It makes things bigger at close range. And this one can see through things and make it bigger at close range. But there's still a... Okay. Oh, wait. These chests are mobile, though, right? We can move them? Yes. And it only triggers the gas if you put them in the wrong order. That is a, what it appears. You're so smart. You're going to stack them up together and look down through the column? Yeah. Yeah. Let's stack them... Let's, let's bring them all together here so I can get them in one view from close range. That is that is yeah. a all right. You are able to move the chests away from the area, and the skeletons do not react at all. No gas seems to be escaping from their mouths or butts. Okay, uh, what do I see when I look at the chests through the through, through the microscope? So, when you look through the chests, you through the first chest, you see a mixture of rubies and emeralds, and we will call that chest number one. Chest number two, the second down, you see emeralds only. And in the third chest, it is too jumbled to see. You can't really discern what is in that one from that level. I have a good, a, a, a pretty good guess. Got a good guess of what's in there, yeah. So can and I tell... At this point, the sorry, at this point, the magnifying glass is out of charges. It is no longer magical, and it is merely a... Cute accessory. All right. Hey, Olive. That's kind of cool, though. You have acquired a magnifying glass. You should add that to your character sheet. Uh, maybe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Rejects magnifying glass. Can I have it? Sure. Yay. There's only so much room on a character sheet. <laughs> Zelik's character sheet is like 11 pages long. Are you kidding? This is why I have basically... Yeah. Yeah. This is why I have basically the player's handbook of a character sheet. <laughs> I refuse. If it won't fit in the box, it doesn't go on. <laughs> okay. right, I have officially accepted the magnifying right. glass into my items list. Well, Olive, while you're doing that, can you please take these chests? One goes to the one with the two different eyes. Uh, chest two goes to the one with just the emerald eyes. And chest three goes to the one with just the, the ruby eyes. Yes. And I think that since we have a book that has information about the dungeon, before we expose ourselves to the dangers of the dungeon we should think of where we're trying to get to which is the inner level and look for the door to the inner level which might be listed in the index agreed if any big monsters come at us we can at least know if we should go left or right there's one problem with that plan oh. and that is none of us can read this book oh. except for curly yeah all three of us turn and look at black yeah, we can't trust Curly. <laughs> I could charm Curly if you like. Yes. Yes, do it. Ah. Do the bard thing. Ah. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, Aaron is going to turn to uh, his friend. And, <laughs> and he's just going to start humming under his breath. We are family. You're my really good buddy. 
And just see. Oh, yes. Does he does he start to groove along a little bit? The skeletons are doing a dance routine in the background, and he's sort of just like <laughs> tapping his foot and wiggling. Yeah. So my songs, uh, this is this is the uh, the verse of harmony uh, to charm anyone within within range thirty feet that I that I try, um, and they have to make a wisdom save against my uh, I believe it's my charisma roll. Spell save DC. The spell save DC is fifteen for this. All right. Yeah. Oh, so I don't roll for this at all. No, I I roll to do a save. Yep, this is this is save or suck. Okay. And I always thought you compared a save against I don't know. Okay. Your spell save difficulty check. Yes. Yep. Some some spells have an attack roll. Some of them have not. And so he says, yeah, "Song song is good, but we must continue." Hey, can you uh, can you give me your 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 coin pouch, please? Why? It's black. Oh, guys, it's black oh. coins. Blech. Um, just because we're such good friends. No, Blueskin, take my money, never. I assume it's he mine. passed the, the wisdom check then. Black is very wise. <laughs> no, try charm, Black. Black laugh at you. <laughs> Wait, I'm not finished. <laughs> I just now want you to be my done. friend. I will be your friend if you help me. Help me. All right, I think we just have to trust him, guys. And what do you need, Black? I, I, I seek the entrance. I seek the entrance, I said. What's louder this time? Once you're past the entrance, what do you seek inside the dungeon? It is for Black to know, Black to know. Can I do an insight check on Black and say this term? Yeah. Are you going to take Dave's bull? I know no Dave. I know no Dave. Ooh, deception check versus insight check. <sighs> oh, gosh. Why do I... It's a different dice and it's still the same number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, guys, I tried. I Jail. Yeah. Dice jail. I got a 12. Yeah, he, he he you you do not know that he is he is you can't tell if he is deceiving you or not. All right. I have no idea. Cool. Let's just trust this guy for now, I guess, cuz he can read the book. And so he what do you want to look up in the book? Where the passage to the inner lower level is. That way when we wander around we can like go to it. Okay. Instead of Aimlessly meandering forever in the depths of the dungeon despair. Yes, yes. Black was Hold on. He flips back to the index and he searches for sanctum, comma, inner, and flips to page 273. And he says, his map, quite simple, simple. The priests would would get ready here and here and down the hall is the sanctum where the worshippers would gather. Yes, yes. Okay, and then with no tact whatsoever, I whip out the map from the dead guy in the middle of the thrones and I compare the two maps, the map that he just showed me and the map that I've got to try to find discrepancies. 
Ah, so you do not notice any discrepancies right off the bat. They seem to be the same map, as if it was torn from a book very similar to to the book that you are looking at. And do do his instructions seem valid? Yeah, it it looks like a very simple. Um, you know, this it's not. I mean, I I did use the word dungeon to describe it. However, like it's more of a generic lowercase d dungeon. It's um, it's the basement worship area of a church. So there's some ante rooms that you can see a left and a right and a long hallway that descends slightly downward. And at the end is a large room that appears to be the inner sanctum of the glyph ball of Crisperon. So we're talking Deku Tree, not Water Temple. Yeah. Now you're clipping. First one, not third one. Yes. But, oh, man. I, I swear, I quit the first time I played through because of that Water Temple. Like, oh, it, there weren't internet guides back then, you guys. You don't understand. <laughs> so, oh, no, we had to buy the paper guide. Whole, there's a whole TV trope for Water Temples. Yeah. Okay, so out of respect for Aaron's kilts and his lack of pockets, I'm going to roll up the map and stick it in my backpack. Okay, so did you guys place the third chest? We're about to. Okay. We just needed to know in case when we get in there, it's like a you know high stress situation, like where to yeah. dash. Yeah, hey, you know the funny thing, Zelik only has to see the map once and it's memorized. Perfect. I show it to you. <laughs> As you place the third chest on the dais in front of the on, on the pedestal in front of the skeleton. The eyes of each skeleton begins to light up in sequence, and you can see them going around and around in a skeletal circle. And you feel the rumbling in the ground, and the center, or the the three pedestals lower down slowly, and you can hear the stone scraping the stone as they retract into their open positions, and a rumble in the ground as a spiral staircase appears downward with the stones moving slowly into the earth around. You can hear, the, the again, the scraping of the sound. And deep below is uh, a, a darkened area that you your vision cannot yet penetrate. And that is where we will leave us on the break. Joining us today has been Olive. Bye. Zelik. Catch you later, Yaren. See you soon. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Yes, that's right. You really can own a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front. Or one of your favorite characters. Welcome back to the Fire-Breathing Kittens. We are joined today by Olive. 
Hey. Aaron. Hello. And Zelik. Howdy, yo. Welcome back. <laughs> so I rolled a uh, rolled rant to randomly decide who would read a brief recap for us, and it is Aaron. Yes. So this really cool wizard guy, Dave, it was longer, but we're calling him Bolt Daddy. He is this lightning wizard who wants us to get this bowl of lettuce crisping. It's very magical. It's in the bottom of a like underground temple. So he transported us over here. We have to claim it. He's going to give us some gold. He's going to give us whatever treasure that we find along the way. And when he transported us here, we're kind of in the middle of the woods. And it's very spooky and misty and, you know, like, like, like you would expect. And we are st- we're just staring at this circle with these thrones and these jewel-eyed skeletons that apparently do not release their gemstones when you try to pluck them. Um, and some treasure chests. And we had to figure out how to open this door. We were very nervous about this because there was a skeleton with arrows in him uh, in the middle. So we really we were just kind of, kind of pussyfooting around a little bit. And... Um, yeah, so eventually we found a uh, a friend, we think, named Blach, and he has these two skeleton friends. He seems to be a little wizardly as well, although maybe not quite as high a level wizard as Dave, I don't know. And, uh, you know, he's he's kind of helping us figure out how to like read this book that we found on, on the dead skeleton and open this thing. We used an x-ray magnifying glass to look inside the chest and line them up with the appropriate jewel-eyed skeletons, and now the door opened, and here we are. Excellent. That was a fantastic recap. Yeah, I try. (laughs) (laughs) Moving forward, I think we have a dungeon to explore. Yes, so you all are, as Aaron described, on the... In the misty woods where you are standing on a stone floor, part of the center of the stone floor has just descended into a spiral staircase. And it is dark below, and you are there with... So it's Olive, Aaron, Zelik, Blech, and his two skeleton footmen, Larry and Barry. Yep. The three of us and Moe and Curly. All of them, I'm going to say this is your lead. Ah, right. Monk, I am yeah. the most able to dodge the arrows that are coming at us. I go first down the stairs. Uh, I, I forget. Do you have dark vision? Oh, no, I don't. I have a torch, though. Can I light it? Yes, you may light the torch. I just like to keep... So so the the stairway down is about one person width wide. So um, I guess... Blech will come in uh, after you, Olive, and with, followed by Larry and Barry, and I suppose uh, Aaron and Zelik. Uh, what order do you guys go in? I'll bring up the rear. I'll go in the middle. I don't know how I knew that, but I knew you would be in the rear. I'll resist the joke. I was hoping you wouldn't resist the joke. <laughs> go on, hit me with it. Oh, no, it's normally just something like, oh, that's normally where I'm at, but <laughs> right in there. <laughs> All up in there. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't mind watching your rear. I get it. I get it. Let's go. Oh, don't watch too hard. <laughs> All right. As you descend down the rough-hewn steps of the temple, uh, you can see that this place is uh, it is 
it is dark. It is made of all made of stone, uh, relatively nicely carved stonework, although some some rough in some areas. Uh, it is a uh, it, you can you continue down for about maybe you estimate maybe about 12 to 15 feet below the ground and you come to a landing where you are in a hallway. Uh, the hallway is again un unlit, but it is from what you can see around you through the torchlight, it is, uh, has glyphs and carvings and runes and um, the remnants of tapestries that have long since been taken by the moths and time. Uh, the hallway is about 10 feet wide and goes on a slight downward slope toward the, what according to the map would be the sanctum. And on either side, uh, slightly down the hall, you see two doors uh, that lead into what the map described as anterooms. Hmm. So we have these options. Anteroom left, straight down the hall to the inner sanctum, anteroom right. What are you guys thinking of doing? I feel like there's treasure in these anterooms, so I think we should clear those out before we move down. Agree. Yes. Um, so, Black? Yes, yes, Black is here. Black, yeah. Can you and Barry and Larry fight, or are you uh, better hiding during a, a, an altercation. Oh, oh, you wish to fight, huh? I, I, I can fight. I have powerful magics given to me by the great old one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You remind me a lot of my friend Nesgrax. I miss him so much. He was a necromancy wizard, and he loved him a good sponsor patron, too. So, um, all right. Well, then. You guys pick. Which door do we open? Uh, 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 oh, oh. And he takes a coin out of his pocket and he flips the gold coin and it lands on left. Well, it lands on heads, which he had thought would be left. So he approaches the left side door. Oh, he's going to open the door for us, too. This is great. <laughs> yes. And he so he goes to the door and he he goes to touch the handle and he goes, Larry. <laughs> well, well, I wish I could pull the handle on doors and such. All right. He grumbles over and he, he opens the door and steps inside. Hey, I open the door. You happy now? Yes, yes. Thank you, Larry. And he heads into the room. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, in the room, you see um, some broken weaponry. You see uh, skeletons. Uh, that on the floor, uh, unanimated, you see um, a stone bench and the remnants, again, of tapestries and ornate carvings around. Um, and in the corner of the, of the room, you see a chest uh, and there is a, you know, a few other pieces of furniture in the wood, in the room uh, made of wood. They're mostly rotten, uh, pretty, pretty nasty at this point. But it doesn't seem that the room has been touched very much uh, in the past. The, there is a thick layer of dust on v virtually everything in the room. All right. Should we just wants to uh, trigger the trap? I mean, open the chest. Okay, so is Olive a jerk, and does she suggest Larry, or is Olive brave, but not very intelligent? Does she suggest herself? Hmm. 
Well, open the chest, I don't care. My life's pretty terrible. Well, no, come, uh, okay, why is your life terrible? It's because it's an unlife. You know what, Larry, I feel that. Go on ahead, you open the chest. Oh, I'm going to do it. I move quicker than Larry can. We're going to talk about your unhappiness. And I open the chest. <laughs> All right. And um, so, anteroom less, uh, the chest is actually locked. It resists your attempt to open it. Oh, and you said it was made out of wood and a little bit rotten? A little bit, yes. Punch. All right. You punch the chest. <laughs> and um, let's so go ahead and make an attack roll and do, do just damage. Okay. Not the to hit. I'm going to assume that you do not miss the stationary chest. No. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like some things have an AC of zero. Yeah. Yeah. Stationary, unsentient objects. (laughs) Okay. Well, then, as a level six monk, I can attack twice instead of once whenever I take the attack action. Woo! So I do 10 damage with my unarmed strike. All right, so that is a great amount of damage, not enough to completely smash the chest to bits, but you do make a sizable fist-sized hole in the top of the chest, and you are able to root around inside. Ooh, can I do that thing that strong people do when they rip apart an apple, and can I, like, grab the hole in the top of the chest and just, like, rah? Make an athletics <laughs> check, yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, monk failures. Oh, no. That was a bad idea, you guys. Oh, um, 18? Uh, yes, you you tear it in half like a like a strong person tearing in half a phone book. That chest didn't know it was coming, and out of it sprinkles several different things. There is a small bag. It is gray. There is a copper ring that clinks to the floor and spins around, and then there is a a box that comes out. Is this like a velvet jewelry box or like a? paper box or a wooden so it is it is an ornately carved beautiful box with spoons and bowls and other things um of the of that motif uh on the side of it it's sort of an uh like a a dark ebony wood it's polished it's definitely beautiful you know i never understood the logic of putting a box inside of a box um, Olive hands you the box. Can I investigate? There? Well, can I? I assume this would be maybe a history check to see if I can identify these. Um, yeah. There's a spell called identify. Well, I know, but I don't have it. Yeah, I hand you the bag. Curly might have it. Uh, I, I see. Uh, and he waves his hand and, and he sort of these two, these two magics. This one, no. And the, so he indicates that the gray pouch and the uh, ring are both magic. Ooh, that's good to know. Okay, so Aaron has the small gray bag. Zelik has the ornate box with spoons and bowls on it that's dark ebony. Yes, do and you... I'm just looking at the ring with a side eye. Like, I don't trust you. The box is openable. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. No, it's not. I do it. <laughs> it's actually... <laughs> just what I always wanted. <laughs> oh, me too. Oof. 
<laughs> no, so I take so inside the box, uh, you open it up. It's hinged, and inside is inlaid in velvet in an impression fit for it is a large golden spoon that has been. Um, you can tell that it is master crafted. I mean, this is an absolute gorgeous thing. It's got filigree, and uh, there are you know parts of it where. Uh, you know the filigree is sort of free it's not um backed on anything so you can like see through it a little bit it's it's a gorgeous spoon uh absolutely made of made of gold hey black do you know what this bag does hmm. oh it's magic but uh what is inside the bag tell, tell black i open the bag um so inside you there are some like you feel a fuzzy thing in the bag, like a fuzzy ball, uh, like you know those things that you would like attach <gasps> to craft projects. Yeah, <gasps> I, I show it to Blech. Do you pull out one of the fuzzy balls? I do. <gasps> what do you do with the fuzzy ball? <laughs> Roll it between my fingers. Oh, black no, black knows his bag, bag of tricksies. Bag of tricks? <laughs> bag of tricksies. Oh. Olive goes to sniff the fuzzy ball in between your fingers, and because she's clumsy and a giant alligator, when she breathes a bit too hard, it flies off your hand. And Aaron, you roll a D8. Oh, do I? You do. I roll a six. You roll a six, and as the small fluffy ball lands on the floor in a puff of blue smoke, you see a giant badger comes out. <laughs> and it's sort of like <laughs> making badger noises and doing badger things and running around, okay. and it sort of looks at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it waves little badger hand at you <laughs> I should have looked up how to make badger noises but I didn't that's what a badger sounds like right and maybe a walrus alright alright well, what about the ring Mo or Curly can you tell us what the ring does Hmm. Let, let me see the ring. See the ring. Oh. He touches the ring and he oh, and he slides it onto his finger. And as he does, you see that his finger disappears. But just his finger. It's a hula hoop of invisibility for pixies. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> um. I, it's also I, a really good way to, like, slyly give people the finger. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this is like a, a bunch of party tricks. No, it's a ring. That is the bag of tricksies. <laughs> and what was in that box? I didn't catch that. That was the spoon. Oh, okay, okay. So the spoon is non-magical. Non-magical. Got it. Just really pretty. Just in, right, like, cool. yeah, gorgeous, well-made. There is no spoon. Oh. No, spoon, see? It's right here in the box. Oh, silly <laughs> bushman. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. There is no spoon. Um, so there is a badger, though, and Olive is definitely going to try to pick it up because it's fuzzy. Aaron will and... command the badger to let her pick it up. Um, the, the badger is, like, totally into this. He's, like, snuggling, and he's happy. Uh... He's, he's, like, nuzzling you and <laughs> making happy badger squeaks. Oh my gosh! Oh, you're the best. Okay, we've got a Larry and we've got a Berry, and now we've got a Dairy. Do you like Do you like cheese? And she takes some cheese out from her rations and tries to feed Dairy. Um, he is he is excited to eat the cheese, and you are now his best friend. He licks you with his weird badger tongue on your weird <laughs> crocodile skin. It feels great. I'm just gonna carry Dairy around for like the next however long i have a dairy <laughs> so picture like the badger stripes and i'm just like both hands and then like the badger's face is right next to my head and i'm like oh i love you dairy oh <laughs> okay well we have a larry a mo and a curly and i guess now we have a shimp too <laughs> no curly joe <laughs> he has dark vision that's fun dairy does Yes. And oh. he has uh, a lot of really good perception on um, on smell based things. Speaking of which, Derry, uh, is, is sniff in this room. Is there anything here that I should know about? He jumps down <laughs> from from Olive's arms. He like walks over to the skeletons and he's like and he starts to like gnaw at one's leg like as a dog might. He must be half Labrador. <laughs> Can and I he, inspect that skeleton? Uh, I, he, he, yeah, there's, it's just a skeleton. It's a bone. Oh. He's an animal. <laughs> I mean, he's still, you know, he's a badger, but you know, so he's still. So commanding the animals only goes so far. Yeah, he's still, a, he's still a badger. He's, you know, he's intelligence too. He's not really. Gotcha. Come here, Derry. Come here. Come here, boy. And I hold out my arms. Yeah, he hops back up into your arms, and, and he's like, if if Badger's purr, then that's what he's doing. Oh, I love Darius so much. I'm glad. I've, like, totally made all his games. She's like, yeah, it's fine. You guys go on the rest of the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the bag. All right, I'm going to go ahead and roll two more D8s. I got, I got two more of these things every day. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, okay, so what, <laughs> what do you get on your first? What's your first roll? Eight and another six. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got a giant elk, too. A giant elk. So now in the room is a extremely confused giant elk <laughs> who is, uh, you know, his antlers are sort of almost touching the ceiling. And a giant badger who is a lady badger and um, is seemingly amorous towards uh, Derry. Oh, I let Derry back down on the ground and I'm like, bye, Derry. You grew up too soon. <laughs> he like looks at you and like looks at the female badger and like looks you back can go, at Derry. you. It's okay. <laughs> and he scampers off, but uh, they're Aww. they're still hanging around though. They're they're friendly. Yeah, I put down two cubes of cheese. I'm gonna have them follow me around, and they're gonna be helpful later on in this dungeon. I'm sure, especially the elk. You could ride the elk. I mean, oh yeah, you could <laughs> totally do that. Ooh, elk is strong. <laughs> Understands yeah. common, elvish, and sylvan. Okay, cool. So I can command him a lot more intelligently. Yes, because he is—he's quite smart. Um, 
I don't think he can speak, though. He cannot. No, he cannot. No, he can understand, but he cannot speak. Yeah, if that elk talked, I would be like, whoa. Oh, yeah, he is really weirded out. You can kind of tell he's, like, giving you, like, they have those big bowling ball eyes, and he's definitely, like, raising his eyebrow over it, like, "Mm -hmm." I think you may have summoned my spirit animal. (laughs) Oh, and so he goes, because you know how elks make that sort of weird noise? I don't, but now I do. Uh, well, that's the noise that this giant elk make. He speaks well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um, so you know how Barry was kind of saying that he didn't enjoy life earlier? Are you talking about me? Yeah. All right, so I take some of this cheese that I'm cutting up into wedges, and now Olive is a gourmand. She loves food. And this is one of those cheeses that, like, it's a hard, sharp cheddar with crystals accumulated on it, and it's, like, crunchy on the outside when you bite it. It's so sharp. And so she slices off some of this, like, gourmet cheddar and hands it to Barry, who is a skeleton, and I'm trying to bond with you, but I don't know if this is going to work. So (laughs) I'm like, so Barry, like, how did you meet Black? Uh, right, right. Barry? Do you eat the cheese? Barry is not Can talking to... Can you Larry is talking to... tongue? Oh. Larry, so Larry is the... Larry is this one. And the other one, Barry, does not... Is not very talkative. He only says... So far has only said, right, right. Oh, which is the one that was, like, a little depressed? Larry. Larry. Okay, sorry. This was all to Larry. Okay. Uh, How did you meet Black? Well, I was dead. Uh, I don't know how long I was dead. And then one day I was in the cemetery being dead as I was. And this fool uh, came by and all of a sudden I was taken out of my, my grave. And uh, I've had to work for him ever since carrying his stuff open doors and chests if he thinks there's trapped or something. And me mate uh, Barry here, he was raised at the same time. We're in the service of the great old one. He hates it when we talk about him. Oh, no, don't talk about him. Leave him out of this. Can I do a history check on the great old one? Does Olive know anything about that? Uh, sure, do a history check. That history or religion? Um... I will let you use either history or religion. How's that? Yeah. Aaron, do you know anything about the great old one? And that's a 13 for Olive on history. I can roll for it. I rolled a 19 plus four, so 23. Okay, so you definitely know who the great old one is. Um, So pulled straight out of the mythos of Cthulhu, it's a gross sort of unknowable creature of immense size who eats galaxies and has a long tentacled uh, maw and bat wings and is tall and gross and creepy. Okay. It doesn't sound like a great one, like a great, great god to be following. Would this be the uh, blind idiot variety of great old one? <laughs> blind idiot? Yeah. I don't know what you mean. Uh, Azathoth is the blind idiot god. Oh, no, this is like Cthulhu himself, like the great old one, tentacly mouthed, like giant 
squid, squid daddy. whale, squid whale sort of guy. Yeah, yeah, squid daddy. Got it. Squid daddy. Yes. I don't know if hentai is on brand with fire breathing kittens guild. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Uh, so it kind of sounds like slavery to me, doesn't it? Like he didn't, he doesn't get paid. He didn't like ask to do this job. It doesn't sound super ethical, right? Like I think necromancy is normally like that. No, no, necromancy is not an ethical thing. Necromancy is not, you know, Hmm. it is not halal. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. So Larry, what would happen if like, if black released you, would you still get to like exist or, or do you have to serve black to survive? Oh, I don't know, but if I got released, I have plans. I want to open a flower shop with Barry. Make bouquets and such for the ladies. Do wed- weddings and uh, perhaps some gardening. But yeah, that's that's my plan. Have you ever told Black about your dreams? Black don't listen to me. I just carry luggage things. No, I'm just a skeleton, right? Oh, I'm aware. I'm just a, I'm just an alligator myself. Like, you're still allowed to have dreams. Oh, okay. Well, as we proceed to the next room, because I don't want this to take forever, I'm going to think about how, like, if this ends with Larry opening up a flower shop, it'll be a good ending. <laughs> right says Barry and sort of like non-committally shrugs at the flower shop idea. <laughs> okay, so you guys want to head into the other room? Yeah, let's see. I'm sure there's something else there. Yeah, we're going to yeah. clear up the ante rooms first. Yeah, so this other room, uh, th- so as you do you just kick the door, how are we doing this? Definitely. Locked? It's It's not locked, no. Olive will be in first because I still have deflect missiles. One day I'll use it. I open the door. Okay, so you open the door and nothing happens. It's another incredibly dusty room. There is, um, you see here, a there are bone fragments all over the floor and over everywhere. There are multiple dead um, or, you know, skeletons of what you imagine maybe drow elves um, all around. And the the bone fragments and the skeletons are all aligned in such a way that it appears that there was a, an explosion of some sort in the center of the room. There is a dark spot on the floor beneath the dust. Uh, there are priest vestments sort of de- decrepit and hanging off of the wall. There are some tapestries. This appears to be more of a, a dressing room, if you would. And so the priest was would get ready in here before going down to the sanctum. Um in, there's also a dresser in, in this room. Olive will be the guinea pig. All right. I wouldn't want to risk dairy or dairy's lady or <laughs> the elk. So oh. I'm going to open up the dresser drawers. All right. So um, in the dresser drawers, this this appears that it is another, air, another um, storage area for some things. There are some gross clothes that sort of touch you touch them and they disintegrate and underneath a pair of socks that when you touch disintegrates there is uh, a few 
coins or 12 gold coins. There are uh, three rubies, one emerald, presumably spares from up top. They look very similar. And then there is one other, there's a coin. It is a very large coin. And on one side, it it has a, a one. And on the other side, it has a 20. Ooh. And, okay. and, so, you can, and touching it, you can feel that there is a magic about the ring. <laughs> hmm. All right. I'm going to, I'd like to do an insight check on the, the ring. The, sorry, not on the ring, on the coin. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, I know what you meant. Um, so I'd like to do an insight check on Black um, and like kind of get a feel for how interested they are in this treasure that they can probably see. Because I opened a drawer and I'm like... Yeah. Okay, so um, go ahead and roll for that. 22. Yeah, so he does not care at all. He is there like sort of arms crossed, like rocking back and forth and tapping his foot. Like he's just like... Let's go. But he doesn't want to say anything. He's just silently allowing you guys to do your thing. If he had a watch, he'd be like, what time is it? Are we, are we going to go soon? Yeah. Let me just distribute this treasure to my friends. And Aaron and, and Zelik, I'd like to do a little side chat with you away from Black. All right. I'm going to definitely distribute gems to you as well, but I just I want right. to talk about the situation. Let's go. Yes. Huddle. Okay. You step <laughs> okay, out of so, earshot. Yeah. I'm going to first give everybody... Um, does anyone want the very large coin? The I'll one... take it. Okay. All right. That goes to Zelik. That's magic. And then the... Th- yeah. And- <laughs> okay. And then we can each have a ruby. And then um, one of you can have an emerald and one of you can have 12 gold. Yeah, sure. All right. And what's the approximate gold value of the ruby that I kept? Um, Let's give it 70. All right. Sweet. Same for the emerald. All right. 70 gold. Very cool. And then you both got six gold. Or, or one of you, wait, no, yeah, wait, one of you got, mm. Well, what we, what we can do is we can split the gold three ways, because three does go into 12. That's true. All right, four gold each, yeah. You can take the remaining gem to a gem cutter and have him split it three ways. Oh, cute. We could. Um, I personally don't want it. Oh, you could make them into friendship pendants. <gasps> wait, Okay. You could. I'm down She's that. like, well, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Idea has been adopted. <laughs> okay. Friendship bracelet emerald. <laughs> <laughs> In true fire-breathing kittens fashion, it becomes friendship jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool like, if you had an emerald. All right. Anyway, so um, how do we convince Black to free Larry so that Larry can open a flower shop because like Black is not interested in this gold. They're here for something else. What do you guys think it is? I think they're probably here for the big magical artifact, but we could always kill him. But if we kill Black, then Larry might return to death. Hmm. He's probably better off returning to death. I mean, the flower. Are you okay, Zelik? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, look, necromancy is an unnatural kind of magic you know it i i know this pot calling the kettle black but it's it's probably better off for him to go back to resting you know he, he lived his life i mean flower shop ideas you know that's all cute and all but maybe he's better off going you know back to the afterlife he can do a flower shop in heaven you know or, or hell wherever he went i don't know 
Yeah, that's true. In D&D, there's like a defined definitive afterlife that this person is being deprived of attending because they're stuck as a skeleton here. That's that's fair. Uh, I mean, usually when the necromancy happens, they don't bring the soul back. But this time it seems like he did. So maybe, you know, maybe it's time for us to black black, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. All right. Aaron, thoughts? Mm, I I think we should kill him. (laughs) I think it's also very useful because... I can take his shape and his memories when we kill him. Wait, what? New level six ability, Mantle of Whispers. Oh, good. Okay, I have such charming friends, and I'm definitely on your side. Y'all should should be on a team with me. Please never kill me in the dark. All right, well, this sounds great. Um, um, hey, Derry, come here. I just need a hug real quick. <laughs> He, he like scampers over and climbs up your leg and, and is like hugging oh, you and snuggling. I missed you so much, Derry. I'm just crying into the badger for I'm fine. Let's keep going. And uh, while she's doing that, I'm going to look at Aaron and like, all right, well, while, while she's having a nervous breakdown, are we doing this now or are we doing, are we going to wait and see what he's really after? What do you think? I'm the pragmatic tap, so... I say we just shoot him now before he can get what he's after. Well, do you think you could restrain him? Because I could always cast Zone of Truth and find out exactly what he's thinking. I can kneecap him. Uh, I mean, okay. Well, half the group is upset that the skeleton has been enslaved, and the or one third and two thirds of the group is figuring out how to kill everyone in the room. <laughs> Not everyone. Not everyone. <laughs> Only got to kill one guy. The other two will go on their own. Um. Okay. I just I just want a quick consult with Larry, uh, the depressed skeleton. And I'm faithful to my team, so I'm not going to reveal their plan. I am. I just wander over. I'm. You know. I offer dairy for pets to Larry. He, he does. He takes it and sort of holds it in front of him, like one might, like a cat that they're not quite sure of, and is like, <laughs> "What do you want me to do with this?" Oh no! You can just you can, here. I'm, I'll hold dairy, and you can just pet him. See, pet him like this. So, question, Larry. Uh, yeah. were you were you like? In an afterlife, our hands are petting the badger together. Are you in an afterlife if you're not here, like with your family and happy? You know. No, I was eaten by my soul was eaten by the great old one, and he he spit me up and put me in this skeleton so I could re- be reanimated and and help out Black. Oh my gosh! So wait, your body and your soul are both prisoners to different people. This is the most tragic skeleton we've ever met. <laughs> Like, actually, this isn't even my body. It's someone else's. I'm just Larry. I was eaten by a great old one. He sucked out my soul. And, and then it, eons later, he spit me out into this body here. I was, yeah. Oh my gosh. So what we really have to do is get you free of the great old one so that you can go on to your true afterlife. This yeah, is- he's, he's a bit of a natter. You might not be able to get him. He's he's a bit a bit big, you know. 
Well, we might be able to sever the hold he has over you. Uh, I continue to pet Derry. Yeah, it's cool. You. you know, it, uh, it's not bad. There's lots of voices in there. As people are talking, I'm casting Zone of Truth. Um, Ooh, dang! Everyone except my party must make a constitution saving throw, DC 15. I will know whether they pass or fail. And if they fail, they cannot lie. Okay. I wonder if the story changes, like, (laughs) mid-sentence. Okay, so you know that Larry has failed and is now telling the truth? Or is telling the truth? Mm -hmm. Barry has passed and uh, has also failed. All right. Oh, this is so good. (laughs) I continue distracting Larry and I like raise an eyebrow. Oh, wait, no, I don't know. This has happened. I just continue distracting Larry for you. Nope. Zelik's moving behind Black and pulling out his revolver. (laughs) Hey, Black, uh, what are your intentions down in this dungeon? <laughs> I'm here for the bowl. I will take the bowl after you've helped me and I will kill you all. <laughs> then I will pervert the magic of the bowl. <laughs> Make a wand. What is your Oh wait, wait, wait. Uh thank you for that information. Um what is your class and level? <laughs> This seems a bit out of game. (laughs) This seems a bit meta. Yeah, don't meta game. I just want to know if we can take you. I am a warlock of the great old one. I serve him. I serve him since I saw him in the bowl reflected. Uh, Touched my mind. He is appropriate. (laughs) Oh, the bowl is how... The great old one took over Black's mind. Wait, is Black a victim too? Not my, not that bowl. No, no, I have not eaten from that bowl. Not yet. <laughs> do, do you serve okay. the great one willingly? Ah, he touched my mind and has given me great power. But it is, it is strange power. That sounds kind of like a no, man. Like. It sounds like mm. Black failed a will save out of game. Um, but. So, it, like, out of game, Black is cuckoo bananas. So, uh, he, like, I, I guess he would be in the realm of can't consent, you know? But, uh. yeah, like, but, like, he's not, he's like, he doesn't seem upset. Like, he's having a good time, but he's cuckoo. <laughs> you know? only thing, the only decent thing to do is to put him down. I'm wow. thinking so, too. <laughs> Black, is there anything you haven't told us yet? Anything that we should know about this dungeon or about you and your friends? I don't think so. I I will use the magic of the bowl. And I will create a wand. A wand that will ruin breakfast forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no you won't. And uh, I pull the trigger behind him. Okay, so I guess we're going to roll for initiative, and I'll give you that shot first as a surprise. Um, And he takes, uh, he's not surprised, and he gets to act in the first round, but I'm going to let you do that pre-combat, and then we'll roll initiative and go into that order, okay? It's uh, 15 to hit. Okay, and you do hit him. 
Alright, so he's going to take a d10 plus 5. Uh, 9 total damage. Uh, piercing damage, if that matters. Does not. Alright, so let's roll for initiative, please. Ooh. A, uh, 18 plus 2. Not natural 20. He's probably going to command Larry and Barry to fight us, and Larry's going to have to, which kind of stinks. We're just having a friendly conversation, and then a gunshot goes off, and Larry attacks me. It's strange. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Aaron, you are at uh, 20. Yeah. Blech is sitting at a 10. 21 for Olive. Olive, okay. Do we need to do initiative for the three critters, or should we just assume that they go with me? Um, I will allow them to go as you, and you can roll the two badgers as one, please, just to save time. Exactly. Zelik? This is like the fourth one I've rolled today. That's six. (laughs) Don't play the lottery today. (laughs) Or maybe do. You're owed, right? And Larry and Barry. Okay. All right. So, um, Olive, you are up first. So the initiative order is Olive, Aaron, Larry and Barry, Blech, and Zelik. Aaron, when you go, of course, your animals will go as well. Okay. All right. Just a question because... I don't know how strong Olive would feel like Larry is. Um, is this skeleton person, do they look particularly strong? No, um, he he's, aside from the fact that he is able to speak, he seems to be a fairly standard skeleton. Okay. So, like, I can snap his bones, um, probably, because I can snap bones. So, like, uh, I can, although it's kind of not the best move for a monk, because of the type of person in front of me i'm gonna try a grapple because i'd like to restrain larry because i heard a gunshot so i'm going to tackle larry to the ground and get low because uh right yes i'll I'll, yeah okay my initial instincts are to protect okay and that is uh, i happen to be grappling (laughs) all right and that is an opposed strength check right Mm. oh yeah it is okay Okay. I I got an eight. Yeah, I got uh, a, I'm a monk. Yeah, I got a four. Um, just a skeleton. So, uh, yeah, he, he you, okay. are, you have you are grappling him. His speed is now zero, and he is grappled. Excellent. And if I can, I'd like us both to be laying on the ground because air quotes. I'm protecting him <laughs> from the bullets. Hey, lady, I don't know you like that. Please get off me. Oh, yeah. Well, um, oops, that was my turn. All right. <laughs> Okay, Aaron. Should I attack? Should I not? I feel like I'm not the best attacker. I am going to use hideous laughter against Black to try to make him just lose his turn, basically. Yeah, just barred things. Uh, Hideous laughter. Let me pull that up here. All right, uh, creature of your choice within range perceives everything as funny and falls into a fit of laughter. Wisdom saving throw, or else he falls prone, becomes incapacitated, is unable to stand up for the duration. Um, it can make another wisdom saving throw at the end of each of his turn or every time it takes damage. Um, your okay. spell save DC is 12? 15. 15, okay. Oh, that is a natural 20. He does not care. Mm. Yes. Uh, very high. Let me take a look. Plus four. Yes, plus four. Okay, so he is unaffected by the spell. All right, and then I'm going to use my uh, bonus action to command my animals to attack. All right. 
<laughs> um, and so for those, I have their stats here. Uh, the badgers are each do one damage, and those are a plus two to attack uh, or to hit. And the giant elk is going to have a plus six, and he is going to do four d eight plus four. So first, I will roll the badgers. Sixteen. Yeah. All right. Sixteen does hit. Does hit. All right. So that's two damage from the badgers. Okay. And then uh, seventeen for the elk, and that is four d eight plus four. So fifteen damage. Okie dokie. All right. So as the 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 badger and the elks the the badgers and the elk charge at um and the two badgers climb up him and are like clawing at his face and 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 biting at him and the elk sort of tries to gore him with one of his antlers hooves and hooves fine that was a hoof attack okay it was a hoof attack and he he stomps on his toe and black is like oh leave black alone and with that it is are you done with your turn yes all right so that is larry and barry larry and barry are going to each uh larry is restrained so he is not going to do anything but barry is going to go right and kind of if he had eyes, they would be rolling, and he's going to shoot a. Um, he's going to knock an arrow and shoot his bow at Olive, and Olive. Uh, that does because not hit he's you. He's more than five feet away from me, and I'm prone. He gets disadvantage to hit. Oh, that's correct. But he didn't hit anyway, so you were good. Oh wait, was that narrow? Wait, was that narrow? It was an arrow. Missiles and you gave it away. Darn it! (laughs) (laughs) So he misses you with his arrow, and that means it is now Blech's turn. All right, so Blech will use Whispering Aura, and so at the start of his turn, any creature within five feet must make and succeed a DC fifteen Wisdom saving throw or take. Uh, 3d6 psychic damage. Aaron, would you please roll for your animals to see if they are affected by the Whispering Aura? Uh, sure. Um, let me see here. I rolled a 7 and a 16. Okay, so um, the, who was the 16? The 16 would be the elk. I think we were doing the badgers first. Um, and I don't think they have much for a... You said, which, which skill? It was a wisdom saving throw at DC 15. Plus one. So that one failed, but the elk should be fine. Okay, so they are going to take... They're dead. Ten. What just happened? Actually, maybe not. How much hit points do these things have? Oh, they only have three hit points. Oh, yeah, so they're extremely dead. Um, Wait, what just happened? So the I... the, the warlock used his whispering aura, so he you can hear... <sighs> And like terrible languages and like old speak kind of around him. And anyone within five feet of him has to make that uh, saving throw or take psychic damage. So he whispered and then. And then the badgers, the badgers, the badgers died. died. Their ears began to little, their little ears began to bleed. And then they went and like spun around and fell down on their backs. Dairy. 
he like reaches out for you at his as he dies. Oh my god! He's thinking like, cheese lady. You know, if he could talk, that's what he'd be saying. Um, and now the warlock is so Blech is going to let's see. He's going to Eldritch Blast at. He's going to Eldritch Blast at you, uh, Olive. And hold on one moment. It's a range attack, and I'm prone. Yes, so he will be rolling at disadvantage, but that's okay. One sec. Okay, he definitely hits, and so you are going to do 1d10. Oof, nine Eldritch Blast damage. So as he he calls out the name of his his great old one and he shoots forth a beam of force at you and it knocks into you for nine damage. Oh no, I was already injured. <laughs> Uh-oh, forgot about that. I'm down to 19 hit points. Oh boy. Um, hmm, huh, well about that. Uh- <laughs> and that is Blex's turn. So Zelik, you are up. You are behind Zelik, and you are, I'm going to say, not within five feet of him because you were not affected by his whispering aura. Yep, and I'm using range, so let's say uh, ten feet. Sure. Uh, is he holding anything? No. No, he's he's really just uh, just free-handed. He has right. the book in his, like, satchel. All right, so I'm going to shoot at... Barry, he's holding a bow, right? Barry is holding a bow. All right, so I'm going to uh, spend a grit point to use my disarming shot, and it's a uh, 28 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits a skeleton. So he <laughs> takes uh, 10 damage, and he's got to make a strength save against a DC of 16. Okay, that's going to be tough for a skeleton. So he does not make the strength save, but he is still alive. All right, so the bow gets blown out of his hands and moves 10 feet away from him. All right, the bow is gone from his hands, and he sort of, the the bullet ricochets off of him, and his hand sort of, you know, becomes a little bit more gnarled bone, fragments go out, and and he, right, oh, right. And And, uh, I will action surge. Oh. And my next shot will be on Curly, also known as Black. And that's a 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, that definitely hits. And he takes 15 damage. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> the, the DM will make adjustments. <laughs> it's hard. I have, like, all this stuff, and it's like I don't have any space to do it. And on my towel, I, I can never tell like, exactly what the roll is. That's why I use the Wizards of the Coast roller online. Oh, I have real dice. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I have... I have real dice too, but I have nothing soft to roll them on. All right, I will. I will readjust. Okay, we're good. We're good. I can roll here. And uh, sorry, I will. So I think that brings us. Oh, are you? You're still on your turn? Yeah. All I'm gonna do is use a second wind as a bonus action, and I'm done. So I just need to roll d10 plus six. Have you taken any damage? Uh, from the cloud kill. Oh, from the cloud. Yep. Yep. I'm back to full. All right. So with that, Olive, it is your turn. You are in a loving embrace with a skeleton on the ground. 
which is so awkward. It's crocodile, skeleton. All right. Um, I possess a rope, so I'm going to say, Larry, I'm not sure what's going on here, but Black killed Derry, and he needs to pay, and I need you to not interfere, and I'm going to tie up Larry. That way I don't have to continue to restrain um, Larry. Okay. With my rope. I'm going to put my foot on them and then, like, use my two hands to tie them. Okay. Um, can yeah. you make a dex check to see if that is possible? Okay. That is an 11 on the dice. I have a plus three dexterity modifier. I have a plus six acrobatics modifier. So you can use any of those that you want. All right. I'm I'm going to say that you, yes, I was sort of targeting like a DC 12, so I'm going to say that you do, in fact, make that, and he is now tied up. And, oh, no, what are you doing to me, lady? I'm not coming with you. I don't want you that way. I just want you to not hurt my friends as we kill Black. That's what they all say. <laughs> ah, awkward. Not interested. I promise. <laughs> I'm going to leave you on the ground now. <laughs> okay. Um, so that can constitutes your action. Do you have any bonus actions you want to take? Or I turn to face Black and I say, You killed Derry. Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The DM is overcome by laughter and has no response to that. <laughs> Aaron, it is your turn. You and the elk. Uh, yes. Yeah, so first for my turn, I'm going to try to heal my friend Olive here. I'm going to use my action to cast uh, Healing Touch, which will uh, heal her 11 points. And then I'm also going to whisper, hey, you can do this, Aww. which is Healing Word, which is a bonus action, um, oh. which will heal her six points. So total 17 points of health back to Olive. Woo! Nice Thank you. Job. I went from 19 to 36. Uh, and then my elk is going to do another hoof attack against Black, and uh, it is a twenty-one to hit with twenty-two damage. Ooh, that is heat. Yeah, this elk is really strong, actually. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, el- elks are elks are no joke. Did you say twenty-one damage? Twenty-two damage. Twenty-two. Yeah, damage. this this elk basically wow. has the stats if you look at it of a like another player. Yeah, I do less damage than that. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, the I elk less damage than that. <laughs> <laughs> the elk rears up and sort of in the you know he's standing on his hind legs and sort of pummels Blech in the face with his um, with his hooves and he leaves like a big hoof print on his face and he's like no no whoa, animal leave me alone no Blech has done nothing to you. <laughs> Fun fact, the elk max damage would be 36. That's gross. Oh, goodness. That is absolutely disgusting. That is disgusting. Wow. Did um, not realize. Yeah. I'm going to hold on to this bag of tricks. <laughs> Every okay. adventure, we'll see what we get. All right. Um, is that the end of your turn? Yes. All right. Larry and Barry's turn. Larry is now stuck on the ground, so he is doing absolutely nothing. Oh, where's Larry trying to tell me? I'm not into this kind of issue thing. And um, uh, so he's... You. No. <laughs> he really thinks that you're after him. But um, uh. so uh, and Barry um, 
Now he has no bow, so he whips out his short sword and comes in and charges up at Zelik. And Zelik, he attacks you, swings at you, and you are able to deftly dive under his poorly placed slashes while he yells, Right! (laughs) Oh no, I went left. (laughs) Thank you, that was good. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and it, so now it's uh, Blech's turn again. Blech is going to again use his Whispering Aura. Um, that just starts, that's a static effect that happens every turn. So if you could make the damage roll or the um, DC 15 wisdom save for the elk, Aaron. Uh, the wisdom DC, one moment. His wisdom is plus two. Uh, eight. Okay, so he does not. So he is going to take. 10. No problem. He's got 42 hit points. <laughs> this is a tanky elk. Wow. <laughs> that elk is... <laughs> Does the elk have, like, a helm that we can give him? Like, can he become part of the party? He can understand you, I feel like. I, you know, right? Did, did you name the elk? The elk has no name? His name was Sylvan. Sylvan. I like that. That's beautiful. Um, so now he is going... Now the um, warlock is feeling a little nervous, so he is going to cast an armor spell on himself. So he's going to cast armor of Agathus on himself, and he will gain five temporary hit points, and anyone who attacks him will take... Five damage. All right. So that is his turn. And Zelik, you are up. Yeah. That so you see, help I'm sorry, you, you, yeah, you see him sort of wave and do a thing, and then, uh, you know, beautiful shield or weird-looking shield comes around him, and uh, he is now uh, in, a, in a chill wind sort of comes out of, out of the aura. Yeah. Well, I cocked the hammer back on my revolver. Stare down the sights and aim it right between his eyes and pull the trigger. Natural 20. Oh, oh. gross. All right. <laughs> and he takes 16 damage. All right. Wow. And just look at the spell. Nope, you are not affected by the spell. You said how many damage? 16. 16. Okay. All right. Anything else, or is that the end of your turn? That's the end of my turn. All right, so we're back up at Olive. Um, at this point, Blech is is sort of on one knee. He is looking very bad. Um, you have one tied-up skeleton, one skeleton that is trying to engage in melee with... Um, with Zelik and failing and then there is like I said Blech is sort of like on the floor he's bleeding he has a hoof print on his face that is very quickly welling up into a giant like egg sized bump on his head very much like you killed my father prepare to die <laughs> I stuck towards Blech and doing non-lethal damage I'd like to hit um, an 18 to hit yep. and a 21 to hit and then flurry of blows to expend a key point so I only have 5 key left for a 13 to hit and a 14 to hit. Okay. The everything uh, hits, you will take... Uh, nope, you're good. Okay. Well, then I do 
four, six, nine, and seven damage for a total of 25, 26 damage. He is uh, unconscious on the non, floor. And, non-lethal. Yes, so he is, so he's unconscious on the floor in front of you now. You, you sort of, you like slap him many times in the face and punch him right in the gut and he and like passes out. All right. So you guys with him unconscious, that means that Larry and Barry like can live their lives as long as we keep him. <laughs> we can't command them. Right? As long as we keep him hostage. Yeah. But we're the bad guys for wanting to shoot him. Oh, it's an option is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying we do it. I'm saying it's possible. <laughs> hey, you want to keep them in your basement? You're more than welcome to. Why does everyone think I'm so creepy? <laughs> okay, can I have your rope, Aaron, so I can tie him up? <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, you are a talking crocodile person, so. <laughs> is, Barry, is Barry still trying to attack me? Uh, no, at this point, Barry has just like shrugged off and he's like sitting down next to Larry. Keep in mind, the skeleton don't have a much will, so I can, I, I, I should be able to charm them pretty easily if we need to. Do you have a rope? I do. You, you can have right. the rope. I still yes. think we should kill this guy. Well, we could. I mean, we, I, eh, he wanted so to many kill options, us. right? Yeah, <laughs> so many did. options. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make, make sure you gag him so he can't cast any spells. Ooh, yes. Um, Can I do that? Can I, like... Uh, I have spare clothes and stuff like I, that with me. I don't have... Just my... throw an old sock in there. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> I like that. I, I think yeah. that is absolutely appropriate. Cool. You know what? We don't even have to use anything of ours. Is he wearing socks? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Actually, let's search him. What's he got on him? <laughs> yeah, uh, I take that ring back, too. Yeah, okay. He had the copper ring that made his finger become invisible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yoink. Seems... Fairly useless, but okay. The uh, pixie hula hoop of invincibility. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. He has the the book that the guy from outside had. He has um, thirteen gold on him. He also has a um, he has a stick with him that's been like finely crafted to, and this you assume is supposed to be a wand. It's a wand-like stick, so he's probably going to use that as his new wand that he was going to make. Out of the bowl. Oh. Okay. Nothing overly magical on him. No, no, nothing big. Okay. Well, he was going to use this wand to mess with our bowl, right? Mm-hmm. So I take my knee, and I take that wand, and I snap that wand over my knee. Okay, it is so snapped. It wasn't a wand yet, it was just a stick. Yeah, but now it'll be harder for him to backstab us. <laughs> you know what would make it really hard for him to backstab us? When I put a bullet right in him right now. <laughs> Plus, I'm just saying, if we kill him, I absorb everything he knows. I can read this book. What? I can, yeah. Okay, all right, you, yeah, you can. You're going to Shang Tsung him? I don't know what that means, but yes. But if you absorb his brain, like I'm saying, out of all the delicious brains to consume, this is probably the most food rotten one. You know, you'd get food poisoning from this meal. Like his brain is insane and he's infected with the old one. I don't absorb him. I take on his appearance and his memory so that I can pass as him. Huh. I'm not kind of taking his soul. 
I'm not eating okay. him. All right, so you wouldn't become a warlock of the great old one if you... No, I will okay, look good, like good. him and okay. I will have his memories and his... You know, I, I assume I would be able to read the book because he can read this book. Yes. All right, well, I will coup de gras him. Oh, oh, wait, no, it has to be Aaron. It, has to- it doesn't have to be. They just have to, they just ha- they just have to die in my presence. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I will coup de gras him. Oh, wait, wait. Um, so I agree with that. And I want to ask Larry, the tied-up skeleton, who says things other than left and right. <laughs> he only says right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's Barry. Um, so this is the depressed one who wants to open a flower shop. Larry, it was really nice getting to know you. And if killing Black means that you leave this world, I just wanted to say... I hope you open a flower shop where you're going. All right, thanks, lady. Here's your cheese bag. <laughs> oh, it, like, never got eaten. It I just, like, went inside him. I can't eat cheese. I don't have a tongue or stomach or <laughs> esophagus. It's hilarious if he would have said I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> well, that, that too, but, you know. <laughs> Man. You're just having- but he won't get oh, the diarrhea God. anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it was nice meeting you, Larry. Goodbye. We'll we'll see if they if they deanimate. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry, Zelik. I had to say goodbye. Go ahead. All right. Well, it, all your goodbyes are said. We're all, you know, copacetic now. Yeah, I closed the eyes of Derry the Badger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm poised and ready over over black. <laughs> All right, well, time to send you back to your great old one. I say as I cock the hammer back and just shoot him in the head. And okay, as right. he does, Aaron leans down and starts whispering into the corpse's ear, and you see his body gradually morph into the shape of black. Wow, Whoa. is unsettling. <laughs> I tried. Dead guy. <laughs> okay, I'm a revenant, and I think that's weird. <laughs> that like I'm dead, and I think that's creepy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. So as after you shoot him, you see. Uh, obviously, there is brain and blood, and it's gross. And he is all kinds of dead. And you, Larry and Barry sort of both look up and you see there a spirit sort of animated blue, you know, mists come out of their mouths. And then as, as soon as it comes out of the mouths, their the bones sort of stay still for a moment. And then they just drop into big piles of bones. And, and you, you imagine that their spirits have gone back to the great old one. Can Aaron absorb them? I would say, do I now have the knowledge that Black had that he originally used to bind those spirits into those bones. Because it did leave a, a living, a spirit left a living body. Can you like, did they air quotes die? Can you like? So they capture. were not animated by Black. They were animated for Black by the Great Old One, which is why they are slightly different than normal skeletons. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I just like I have a bottle, so like I'm like mm, through the air. Do I like catch it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have his toe, and his spiritual toe is now in a bottle that you have on you. Oh, it, oh no, that's it, that's not good. I let it go. Okay, okay I'm sorry. Okay, it's gone. <laughs> Spirit toe. Okay, in in Ocarina of Time, you can capture fairies, and it was just so satisfying to like get them 
in the bottle. You can catch Pose that way, too. Yep. Yes. So I'm, I'm Zelda flashbacking right now. Okay. <laughs> you can also apparently, you know, send Ganondorf's attacks back at him also. Because <laughs> bottles are <laughs> broken in this game. Yeah. Um... So one question I have here. Now I yes. have all of Black's memories and knowledge. Um, is there anything that I would now be suddenly aware of that was going to be immediately helpful? Anything that we didn't think to ask before that he lied to us about? Yes. So uh, a lot happens as you probe through your memories. You you sort of close your eyes and, and this these images present themselves incredibly quickly in front of you and you see um, first you see Blech's plan and Blech's plan was to uh, he, you see him uh, at over your dead bodies at the bowl of Chris, the glyph bowl of Crisperon he lifts it up off of its pedestal and he um, speaks its name and uses the wand in an arcane ritual to pull the magic out of it and pervert it into a, a, a wand of mush and this wand will will make so make anything that it is pointed at turn into mush and you <gasps> because of this you you also know what the actual property of the bowl of crisperon is and that it is it any cereal poured into the bowl of crisperon will never get soggy in milk and it is <laughs> an amazing breakfast for everyone it keeps you it gives you extra uh five hit points and five temporary hit points when you eat breakfast from this and your cereal ever never ever ever gets soggy no matter how long you leave it in there (laughs) you also as you probe further and further back you go back to the time when Blech was a child and when he was eating cereal from his bowl and he left the bowl on on the um, table for too long and the milk went sour and he came back to it and uh, after he came out you know came back from playing for the day he looked back into the bowl and the full moon behind him reflected and you saw the face of the great old one Cthulhu which caused him to go insane and because you saw the face as well you must roll on the madness table and have a indefinite madness (laughs) That you gain. Oh no! I knew this was food poisoning. <laughs> you dug. T- what do I roll? So you are going to roll a d one hundred and tell me the result. Three, three. <gasps> okay, that's <laughs> that's either really good or really bad. No, it's really good. It's really good. Being drunk keeps me sane. Oh well, all right. So, yes, 96 to 100 was, I've discovered I really enjoy killing people. So <laughs> I think you were good to get this one. So you just, at this point, you now. He already uh, kind of enjoys killing people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a madness for you. It's just a thing. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So now at this point, you would want to be drunk at all times. <laughs> like, That's it fine. Keeps, it keeps the voices and the demon thoughts. You know, you have nightmares about tentacles if you're not drunk when you go to bed. This is permanent. This is permanent until cured. How You've do I seen, cure it? Operation. Uh, yeah. Greater or lower? Okay. Uh, calm emotions can suppress the effects of madness. Lesser restoration can rid short-term or long-term madness, and remove curse could uh, also do it. 
greater restoration could do indefinite madness. So yeah, greater restoration. Oh, so it would take a greater restoration to cure you. Oh my goodness, that's going to be a while from now. Well, it is, you know, you saw a mass of tentacles attached to a being that eats, you know, galaxies for breakfast, crunchy in milk. Um, That's fine. We have lots of alcohol. (laughs) Do you have any alcohol on you now? Because if you do, you drink. Oh, yes. (laughs) I have a ration pack. I'm sure it contains some mead. Okay, good. All right. Um, so at, so you guys are now in the room. There is a dead body. There are two previously reanimated, now dead again, skeletons. And, uh, one, one (laughs) Triton furiously drinking the mead from his ration pack. All right. I would like to ask what race or ethnicity or whatever was black and is it meat? Is black meat? Yeah. Like, is he a construct or is he like... No, no. He, he was a human. Oh, okay, all right. Olive will hungry jaws, bonus action, bite and gain my constitution modifier number of temporary hit points once between short rests. <laughs> she ate the corpse. She okay, I'm, I'm going to just go out there and say, y'all are fucked up because he just like ate a guy's brain and you <laughs> ate his body. You're the only guy who hasn't eaten anyone is a ghost. I am the most normal guy here. That is weird. <laughs> hey, I'm an I'm a crocodile. I just it's what I do. It's in my nature to eat people's. I'm with you, Olive. It's meat. It's meat. It's he's not here anymore. We specifically <laughs> said he's not here anymore. I, lo- I love how like you're so upset about the skeleton. You're like, this is slavery. This poor skeleton. And now you're like, I eat that dude's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What's he mind? This is like off <laughs> brand for you. <laughs> Not really. I feel like Olive is much more invested in free will and autonomy than in uh, sacredness of things like a corpse. Yeah, man. Like, it's, corpse has no autonomy. He's not, hey, I, yeah, he's not using I it. I don't judge. You know, like I said, I am pragmatic. <laughs> All right. So I know. Uh, we got the gems. We got the lucky coin in this room. Anything else you want to do in here? Is there anything else left? I mean, unless she wants to give old Barry and Larry a proper burial, I should. Do you guys have? Anything. Do you guys have you any way have. to know what the uh, to detect the type of magic the coin has? No, just history checks. Nope. Yeah. The only way uh, I'll let you figure do an arcana check. Only way to figure out what it does is to use it. Uh, or to spend a, sh- a long rest focusing on it, right? Because it's a magical item. Does it need attunement? Doesn't need attunement, but you can figure out. I-, I read that in 5e, you can figure out what an item does just by focusing on it for a long rest. Hmm. Um, that seems sort of cheap because it used to be like you had to cast all the detect magic and identify spells and stuff, but I don't care. Yeah, identify yeah, I cost mean, 100 gold, so if that's true, then wow, Kaihaku would have been so much richer. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind just doing it the stupid way and just using it till something happens. All right, all right. Uh, you, you may, you may. You may um, use the coin. Can I short rest? Lift the coin. Well, is it okay if I... If he does that during a short rest. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. Okay. You know what? That's that's better because then I can actually tell you what it does because flipping the coin doesn't necessarily do anything for you. Uh, so, yeah. Take a short rest and okay. you focus on the mystical energy of the coin and you, you, you're you not exactly sure what 
you know how it works, but you can tell that it is a coin of all or nothing. And flipping that coin, you may flip that coin once per day. And on one side is a one, and on the other side is a twenty. And you don't really understand what that means, but but Zelix player does. <laughs> yeah, I understand what it means. So I also looked up what that coin does. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted everyone to get like a fun magical item, so. Uh, so you can flip it in place of rolling a d20, heads is a 20, tails is a 1. Yep. It's, you know, it's a, it's an all or nothing chance. You don't know. Oh, man. Aaron, I feel so bad that I gave you indefinite madness. I, like, feel bad. But, and as, like, like as you were like, I'm going to eat that guy. I was like, don't eat the guy. Don't eat the guy. Don't eat the guy. Don't eat the guy. <laughs> and then all was like, don't eat the guy. And I was like, hmm. I didn't think I would get madness from it. I'm just supposed to be able to pass as him. It's not, but see, because, so because the way you described it was that you gain his memories and it wasn't. Yeah. So the, it's the seeing, like in the Cthulhu mythos, if you see a great old one, it drives you insane because it's, it's an unknowable thing that now you know. And so it was the memory of that, that it wasn't like eating his brain. It was remembering that and seeing the image of the great old one. Yeah. that drove you insane. I played the Call to Cthulhu tabletop game and becoming an alcoholic is not the worst thing I've ever had happen to an investigator. I'm pretty yeah. sure like the best thing an investigator can have happen to them is end up in an asylum. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. if it makes you feel better, Aaron, greater restoration only costs 450 gold. I'm, I'm just planning on leaving it. I can just have that be part of the character. He drinks a lot. You're a bard. It's on brand. <laughs> Fun- <Yeah>. Functioning <laughs> alcoholism is actually a bard school. It, yeah. It's it is a it's a it's a bard class feature. Bardic tradition, school of the functioning alcoholics. Also, fun fact: those badgers were a lot stronger than we because those were giant badgers, not regular badgers. They are also reasonably strong. I thought the one hit point. I was like, what? That was a regular badger. Oh. Giant badgers are thirteen hit points. They get two attacks, one d six and a two d four. Yeah, giant oh. like giant creatures are usually pretty tough. This bag of tricks is going to be that. Okay, that's my main damage dealing from now on. Yeah, the, the bag of tricks is an incredibly fun thing. There are also things that aren't as good, like rats and stuff, but I picked the yeah. bag that was sort of. Sorry, this is all out of game. I apologize, <laughs> but I tried to pick a bag that wouldn't be like dragons come out because <laughs> there are other colored bags and they're, they're worse. I mean, basically, you did pick the dragons come out bag because that elf <laughs> ruined play. Wrecked him. Oh no! The elk is the strongest thing in it. Um, the other one, one has a bear, and the other one has a tiger. Yeah, a tiger. I think you have a panther in that bag too, don't you? I do. That's ranked number five, so I'm guessing that's a little bit weaker than 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 the stuff later on. It looks like they increase in strength as you go. mm Hmm. I mean, you basically got the bag of Pokemon training. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start yeah. every adventure. What three Pokemon do I get? All right. Don't they only last for an hour? They last for a day. And then you can what? and then you can resummon three things again the next day. Broken, oh, that's awesome. Broken bag of tricks. <laughs> cool. I know it's fun, isn't it? This really makes up for my lack of damage dealing ability. Oh, I'm glad you got it then. I'm glad you got it. Yeah, bards bards are really good support though. They are. 
All right. Mine's really so, more of an interrogation thing. All right. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So you guys are still in the dungeon. You are uh, in, still in the room. And what do you decide to do next? I mean, all that's left is getting the bowl, isn't it? It is. I think so. Let's go get it. All right. And uh, I'll lead and try to be in character in case there are surprises here. Okay. <laughs> Yes, yes, let's go get the bowl. All right, I hate it already. That is a, an extremely passable black. Um, I love it, actually. Well, I am black. <laughs> you hear a hammer cock behind you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I love it. Okay, uh, so you head down the hallway, which slopes slightly down. Um, as you continue on, there are uh, more and more of these beautiful carvings in the wall, uh, tattered tapestries and things like that. And you come to a door that has, it's a double door because uh, the hallway is about, like I said, 10 feet wide and it is off the hinges and the wood is broken inward. So you can see, um, you know, the door is not totally open, but you can crawl through or, you know, maneuver your way through and get to the inside if you wish. Do you wish? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in, well, I don't know. I want to give player agency here, you know. No, we, we stand don't at the door. stop here and live in this cave forever. <laughs> so, listen, when we did the last adventure where you were DMing, I was like, I look at the books and you were like, you're outside still. So you made me role play going through the door. So I'm making you <laughs> role true. play going through the door. Okay, we go through the door. All right. It was awesome. It was a great experience from both you and the door. And uh, in the <laughs> was there background music? Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, so <laughs> as you uh, enter, you see this room. It is maybe 50 feet long and 30 feet wide. So it's a fairly large space. Uh, on the back wall behind you are pegs where one might have hung hooks. Uh, or hung hooks, hung cloaks. There is still a, there's one cloak that is on the hook there. Uh, it, it does not seem to be as tattered as anything else. Uh, in the room, there are remnants of cloth, other places. There is broken furniture strewn about. There is uh, broken weaponry and bodies uh, that have turned to skeletons and some, and most of this is covered in a layer of dust. So again, a, a very old area, uh, but you, um, yeah, so, and, uh, yeah, you're good. That's it. What color is the cloak? It is a white cloak with some purple stitching. I put it on. As you put the cloak on, you hear a high violin music start from it seems to be emanating from the cloak. And it sounds like that tense part in The Godfather when, like, you know a body is going to show up any minute now. But you can hear that music coming from the cloak because it is a magical cloak of accompaniment. It's a cake, a cape of accompaniment, which plays appropriate music for any situation. <laughs> oh, I know who this has to go with. Aaron. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that way you have some background music when you sing. Uh, towards the back of the room, you see there are 10 steps that lead up. Um, the steps are on three sides, uh, so it's like kind of a, a square that comes out of the rear wall. Again, the wall is carved with ornate features and um, you know glyphs and carvings. And you see up the 10 steps is a another pedestal uh, carved, again, very ornately. And on it sits a bowl. The bowl appears to be 
glimmering and gleaming. It is not dusty at all. It is a, you can see from here, a white clay bowl. Before we approach the bowl, can I pick up all these broken pieces of like weaponry and armor and whatnot? Yeah, sure. About how many mundane weapons are broken on the floor? You can tell that this was the scene of quite an epic battle at one point, maybe a thousand years ago. And you see 15 different weapons in various states of disrepair. That's fine. I can repair them. Okay. I I just collect all the pieces. Okay. You also notice... That there are, uh, there is towards the back of the room, there are, and on the sides of the room, there are quite a few number of spider webs and cobwebs and things. Interesting. Do, do these seem out of place? And it smells bad. Um, not particularly, but the stench is, um, is not great in here. It's, it's got a tinge of death. Ah. All right. I will cast prestigitation and create the smell of baking cookies. <laughs> to walk Wait, throughout the room. Did you say bacon cookies or baking cookies? Baking cookies. Although they can be bacon cookies. That's oh, fine. I want bacon cookies. I'm, I'm down <laughs> with some bacon cookies. Mm. Have you ever cooked it with maple syrup on it in the oven to make it sweeten? Oh, yeah. Yes. Can- bacon <laughs> and use candy? bacon grease instead of instead of butter. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm fat.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I tried lard cookies and they had this like really bad texture on your teeth. I don't recommend that. All right. Well, now the place smells like cookies and I have collected 15 broken weapons. We'll just stow those away. And is there anything else that we notice in this room besides the bowl? Uh, n- no, you don't notice. Uh, well, make a make an, uh perception check for me. Perception check. Uh, well, I've rolled an 11. Let me see what I got. I believe I get an extra bonus from Jack of All Trades. Mm-hmm. Should be half your perception, or half your proficiency. Yes. Which, okay, which just negates my decline in perception, so 11. Okay. Yeah. No, you don't notice anything else around, just the, the bowl, the webs, the cookie scent. It's like a it's like an open house in here, except for the fact that it looks like a dump. Well, let's well, this bowl of Doritos and go back to Doug or whatever his name is. Yes. Doug. Yes, let, let, let me grab the bowl. All right, I've got the potion ready to throw on the ground. All right, as you do that, um, there are, let's see. Where are the dice that I need? Here they are. Olive and Zelik, you are attacked from behind as this happens and are surprised. Um, You are surprised by... See, this is why I have temporary hit points. You judge me. No, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) You do you, you, girl. You do you. (laughs) So you are going to take 1d10 plus 2, 11 damage, and you're going to take another... Where is it? Hold on, it's on my sheet. Thirteen poison damage. Both of us take that. Yep. My goodness, I'm so glad I ate that person. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You get a save on the poison damage. I I, I oh, apologize. Good. Sorry. Con save. Uh, DC eleven. Sorry about that. I still took it. I'm down to twenty one hit points from from forty five total, including temporary. Down to twenty one. 
Uh, I scream as I get stabbed in the back. <laughs> I got a I got a nineteen on con. All right, so you only take half of that damage um, from the poison. Was it thirteen? So six. Yeah, call it six. And you have been what a surprise! <laughs> you have been bitten <laughs> by as you as you spin around and you see a giant spider in front of you, and it has it has taken a chunk out of you. Yeah, I'm about to take a chunk out of him. And with that, please roll initiative. Or hearth. And these hands are ready to eat for everybody. <laughs> Ten. Nice. Can I, like, free action scream, grab the bowl? Yes, you may free action scream, grab the bowl. Cool. All right, I'm sitting at a six. Where are you guys? So, Aaron, you said ten. ten. Okay. Zelik? Twenty-four. Olive? I like to expend my natural 20s on initiative. <laughs> All right. So, what was the total? Was it just 20? 23. 23. Okay, so Zelik, Olive, Aaron, and the spiders. Um, Zelik, you are up. All right. Uh, how close is the spider? He is within five feet. Okay. And is he holding uh, anything? No, he's a spider. You can hold stuff. <laughs> Oh, ye of little face. He's not. He is not holding anything. He is spidering. Uh, I will use a grit point to uh, use my dead eye shot, which gives me advantage. All right. And it's a 24 to hit. Oh, you definitely hit. 15 damage. Ooh, 15 damage. All right. Spider number one is not feeling too good. Any other moves, Alec, or are you done? We we short rested, right? You did. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to. Nope. I'm I'm going to use my bonus action to second wind, and uh, whoever's next can take their turn while I do that. All right. All of his next. I have a question for Zelik. Mm-hmm. Do you weigh about 180 pounds or less? That is a great question. Um, it's fairly personal. <laughs> He's a corpse, yeah. so you would think not. Uh, well, if I do, I'm still carrying 62 pounds. Okay. Um, that's a good point. So, uh, I mean, I will say that I weigh, me personally, weigh about 180 pounds, but then I have all my gear. So it's going to be over yeah. 200 uh, I don't understand why people carry gear. The monk is confused. Um, <laughs> right. How far is it between us and Aaron? Or the pedestal with the bowl? Uh, from you guys to the pedestal, I'll say you're in the center of the room. So you'd probably be about 25 to 30 feet away. Say 25 feet. Okay. Excellent. And then, Aaron, are you within grabbing distance of the bowl? I think so. Okay. I'm going to scoop up Zelik. I know that you're probably around 240 pounds instead of 180. So that means that I am a little bit encumbered. I have 180 pounds max carrying capacity and 360 pounds pushing or dragging, which is speed minus five feet. So what it looks like is probably not all that pretty, but what it technically is, is a speed minus five feet. <laughs> I can pick up Zelik. Scoop. <laughs> ah, why? <laughs> scoop. <laughs> And then I can 
uh, step of the wind, I can spend one key point to take the disengage, which means that we won't get I, I won't get hit by the spiders as I as a bonus action on my turn and my jump distance happens to be doubled for the turn. My movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks for the rest of the turn as I move. Now it is minus five, so I'm I'm down to forty movement speed to the pedestal with Aaron, and I say, "Grab the bowl!" As I throw Selick over my shoulder and appear beside you. <laughs> All right, so you guys are heading up the steps toward the bowl. Yeah. All right. And I can move forty feet without provoking attacks of opportunity. You are able to reach the bowl. She doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity, but do do I provoke attacks of opportunity? I can carry you like a baby. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm not sure, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to the dice. I'm gonna do a fifty fifty on the attack of opportunity and or nothing. Four, four five, six. That was uh, attack of up was yes. You do get the attack, so they will get the attack of opportunity, and they will. Uh, so one spider will attack you. And he will roll a natural one and absolutely whiff biting you. And he, the other spider laughs at him. <laughs> In spideries. Aaron, I guess that's your turn. All right. So. Oh, can. Um, ah. What? Mm. I, I have the potion in my outstretched hand if that helps. Like, I had it out, remember? Because I had it prepared. Sure. So All right. Can, so yeah. I am going to. Is it an action or a bonus action to pick something up? You can interact with an object for a, as a free action, as long as it's just like pulling a lever or picking something up. Or smacking my hand so the potion drops to the ground. I'm going to grab the potion and the bowl, because they are both apparently now within easy reach. Okay. Um, And then I guess I am, now that I have a firm grasp on this bowl, correct? Yep. I am going to throw the potion at the ground. All right, and you, I'm going to make you scream the word, the power word, just because it's fun. Come on. Ah, yes. Which was... It was uh, Folgers or something. Arden's Folgers Coffee! <laughs> <laughs> All right. As you smash the potion to the ground, a bolt of lightning erupts from the ceiling, hitting all three of you and... Um, sending you back to the fire-breathing kitten's hall as you are. So, Zelik, you are on her, you're on Olive's shoulder. Aaron, you are sort of like trying to grab onto them and you appear in the center of the guild hall about four and a half feet up and again fall to the ground completely uh, in, a, in a hump and uh, in, a, in a big lump on the ground and the entire room turns around to look at you. This is embarrassing. Can I be on the bottom this time so people stop accusing me of stuff? <laughs> sure. Sure. Thank you. You were the first to go into the to the lightning. <laughs> ah, I see you have returned, my young friends. Do you have the bowl? Indeed. We got your bowl, man. Nah. Your cereal will never be soggy again. Yes, never soggy. <laughs> you see, I eat many meals of cereals and grains, and often they become disgusting when I leave them in milk. Thank you for this. Uh, I appreciate you bringing this to me. And he flings a bag of gold at you uh, and 
and and then he says, I will see you again someday, I assume, adventurers. And I... I hope not. I leave you, Dave! <laughs> and he, lightning comes down and he uh, fly, He is teleported away, leaving yet another scorch mark in the smell, uh, smell of ozone in the fire-breathing kitten's hall. All right, bye, Doug. And then you, you like he comes back and he's like, yeah, I said it was Dave. Clearly Dave. Yeah, I heard and then Doug. gone. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gave uh, 900 gold to y'all. Nice. You want to do 300 each, you guys? Yep. Yep. That's sweet. So I'm, I'm really glad that that played out the way that it did at the end because of the way that you can we discuss the game now or is there an outro that i need to do i oh it depends if you want the audience to hear it or not okay well let's yeah sure um is there anything else that you guys wanted to do in the fire breathing kittens hall before we conclude the adventure well oh i am going to cast mending on my 15 broken weapons and repair them into good standing order and open a business selling weapons <laughs> you have six long swords you have two glaives you have five short swords and what is that 13 so you have and two nunchucks <laughs> are nunchucks in this game yeah they are yeah all right i will look up the cost values for those they're monk weapons actually are they oh, are they yeah they are there's a weapon master monk uh subclass and they have nunchucks and stuff like that all right, uh, I guess I'll sit at the bar and uh, repair my pride. Oh, yeah, Aaron, <laughs> oh. you are definitely compelled to drink. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to top up that tail. <laughs> and then I will pour one out for the homies. For Larry, <laughs> Barry, and Derry. <laughs> and not the girl, Badger. You were like, eh, I'm indifferent to her. Oh, yeah, and the one that we didn't name, and the other one that we... I think it Sylvan. Okay, Larry, Barry, Derry, yeah. Sylvan. Yeah, Where's Sylvan? Sylvan? S- Sylvan, well, he disappears at the end of the day, but you definitely left him behind. <laughs> oh. It's okay. He, <laughs> you know, he's there with the spiders, which... Uh, all right, so let's let's do our... Um, <laughs> Mary. Her name is Mary. Mary. Oh, Mary and Derry. <laughs> 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 um... So it is. I'm really glad that you guys grabbed the bowl the way that you did because uh, you grabbed it without really taking it off of the pedestal because that was trapped. And the so had you removed it from the pedestal, or I guess as it was removed by you teleporting away, there was a um, one of those like stone swinging stone traps. <laughs> so that was yeah, that was going to be bad. And and you didn't even find out that those were in fact phase fighters. So that's why they got the jump on you. Oh. We almost got Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so uh, this was nice. great. I had, uh, so uh, what is the outro? Joining us this time were... Okay. Joining us in this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast were Olive. Bye. Aaron. Bye. And Zelik. Not y'all. Thanks for listening. Have you ever had some experiences, challenges, or questions that have gone unanswered? The On The Record Show is about creating a safe space 
where ordinary people can have an extraordinary conversation. It's where our guests and our viewers can be open and vulnerable to reach into our hearts and to extract something inside that can help us on our life's journey. It's about developing one's character rather than showcasing differences or flaws. About elevating, inspiring, transforming and motivating others. And getting to know the mind of Christ who gave us a model to live by. And to really understand the habits and behaviors and teaching out of the love to his towards. Because of our love for Jesus Christ and a mission to share the good news. Hello there, I'm Matt. And I'm Jim. From Dad's Doing Nerd Shit. We are three dads recording a podcast about the shit we love and whatever catches our attention. In the past, we've touched on everything from the MCU to cyberpunk, even cast iron pans. And honestly, my personal favorite, what would movies look like if you replaced most of the cast with Muppets? We know we aren't the best at this podcasting thing, but if you make it through our technical difficulties, we will think you are pretty cool. New episodes go live Monday mornings on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So roll the dice and join us as we discuss the things we love and the culture around being a nerd. The following is a brief bit of the Pedro and Banana podcast. Do you know what really um, freaks me out about the mask, yeah? Everyone's wearing a mask, right? CCTV everywhere, yeah? You mm. think this is a fantastic opportunity for bank robbers. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's I know. robbed a bank. Yeah, Nobody's robbed any banks. What's been exactly going on? the same thing. I thought banks would be getting dropped left, right and centre. Just any kind of crime like that where, where CCTV is yeah, necessary. Yeah, where you wear a mask, everyone's got a mask on, so you can't really identify me. Um, no, it wasn't me. It was him with the mask. Yeah, but, uh, it was, uh, that's not me. Yeah. That bloke's got a mask on. I don't wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> put, a, put a hood on, put your mask on. <laughs> that don't even look like Covered. my shotgun. <laughs> my shotgun's green. That one's black. <laughs> I always had this Ferrari. That was the Pedro and Banana podcast. Find them wherever you find podcasts.